You are listening to Thursday Night Season 4, Episode 39. This celestial dwarvish writing, these runes around the room. It was not uh, immediately readable even by the dwarves, for while it uses uh, much of the dwarven alphabet, it is written in a sort of ancient celestial dialect, uh, kind of like the difference between trying to read actual old English, right? Um, or uh, yeah, something like that. So, but when studying these runes, all of you, even those of you who can't read Dwarven, could hear the meaning in your heads, spoken in what you might suspect is Morden's voice himself. And the voice said, Whosoever finds their way to this place does so by the grace of their virtue, and, proven, they shall take up the task set before them, repay the debt, find Snowbane, and deliver that which the Allfather endows with deep, abiding gratitude. We remember Snowbane. And I have a little handout here, which is uh, which no one has seen dwarven, uh, the dwarven runes and the, and, the, and the English translation. Uh, <laughs> do any of our characters speak English? Uh, Sorry that I did not write the translation in common, which yeah, would be more you. accurate. Yeah. Entirely different. Outfit. I did spend a year studying common just for this moment. <laughs> Um, so, that's that. So, since it, part of the motivation being here, we want to buy time for Eric to walk in the door, because the next words that are spoken, we need to do that. Um, let's do a, uh, let's do a group therapy, which we have not done in a long time. Let's go around therapy. the table and get the internal thoughts, um, and, and this is everything. This is, you've been in Kunjakar, Dax has shown up, uh, giving you news of these assassins on your heels, you've got... You're here in large part for Drustin, um and for the dwarves, for those of you, which is almost all of you, uh, that aren't dwarves. Um, and, uh, and now most recently you've found this, this, this tribute to this Goliath um, named Snowbane. Snowbane. And, uh, and this, this message direct from Morden, you're in a celestial, um, you're in this, a celestial plane of some sort. And uh, yeah, what's 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 going through your character's head? What's uh, what's you're thinking about? And what's uh, anything anything to that effect? Who wants to go first? Who's ready? Do we do this in our heads, or do we talk to other other characters? No, this is this is this is what's in your head. We do a lot of like talking to other characters when we do the short rests, but we you don't, don't get a lot do it of in your in your character's voice necessarily. Yeah. I mean, no, 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 I wouldn't do it in your character's group therapy. Voice. Kind of was uh, born from anything of. Uh, my character doesn't always say what he's thinking, but I do want to tell the story of what he's thinking. What my character's thinking. Uh, um, so yeah, so it can be it can be totally internal <coughs> kind of thing. Okay. Um, does anyone, I'll go for it, or do you want to? Uh, yeah, I have Scrimcorn. Damn, Scrimcorn uh, is uh, as he said earlier. He he honestly respects the. He he's he's uh, was very kind of reverent in this area. He understands that this is a a kind of holy place and he's um 
he certainly does not prescribe, uh, does not worship um, other deities, but he's he's that kind of uh, he's, he's that kind of religious person that he's like my religion is better than your religion and or is more true, but he but he does kind of take offense, just like universal offense at like death the desecration we saw here, um, and feels like because uh, because his because you guys know the whole a lot of the the vibe of his work and and the theme that you guys have at least seen from him or the, the theme that he has um, talked about um, that he has seen is kind of a punishment of hubris and of pride and so people that are uh, worshippers of other religions that are um, that are humble and respect the power of their own deity um, he's going to have more respect for those kind of people than he is like the orcs coming in here and like pissing blood on all, all over the statues and stuff like that um, and so he's kind of been, been respectful of this. He's uh, and then and then totally from a uh, from a secular standpoint, um, the the snowbane thing. Um, yeah, this is this is like kind of all of a sudden much more important to him than the 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 grandpappy Adric stuff. Hmm. Um, like he he kind of sees that even though like assassins are on the thing and those like important big family stuff. At the end, he still kind of views that as like a family's like self-centered it's a, it's a squabble mm-hmm. yeah. like it's a squabble thing and he doesn't think less of the dwarves for being involved in it, the dwarves but he's like like communicating can you, yeah, exactly. so much more well, going on it's, uh, you know, it's, it's like when you're watching a show he's watching a story unfold and he's like god why don't they just talk to each other like like there's this is a, this is a miscommunication kind of thing and so he's so this is all of a sudden he's a lot more interested in this and he's kind of he's almost been kind of standoffish he's been focused on his task from the witches um, but this is kind of him definitely kind of getting more invested in, in what the rest of the group is kind of interested in here. Hmm. Um, yeah. It's kind of... Um, Oil Vane is pretty confused. <laughs> uh, That's fair. I think he he's hoping that this hammer is kind of what they were looking for. I mean, because that's kind of the, you know, the oh, promise. Mark has been the, definitely going on and on about stuff, so... But he know, and he feels especially that, that he knows this is kind of a dwarven thing, and he feels like okay, so this is pretty important to these guys, and he wants to support them because of that. But he's also just kind of like uh, still doesn't exactly know what's happening fully. Uh, but he also feels mildly uncomfortable because you know he's uh, he's he comes from the land of Wolf, a very evil place <laughs> at least. Kind of the opposite. And, yeah, and he just you know he. He's like, ah, oh, this is kind of, you know, not, it's not his natural, uh, it's not a natural sense of energy for him to feel something that's, uh, you know, this kind of lawful goodness. Uh, so, lawful um, goodness. Lawful, yeah, lawful goodness. And so he's, uh, but he's trying to roll with it. Hmm. And he's, uh, you know, he, this is kind of a new experience for him. So he's, uh, you just remind me, it, he's a teenager, right? Still nineteen. He's like nineteen. Yeah. Okay, so he's he's a youngin. So he's got a lot of passion and you know, yeah growth. He's still potential. curious about all this stuff. Yeah. And um, you know, and he, not, he wants to see where it goes for sure. <laughs> hmm. Got a lot to learn. But um, that's all. Um, Berja is feeling feeling pretty good about this. This is finally something relevant. Uh, <laughs> I mean, she's 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 been following the dwarves around for a while now, uh, and it's been good times. There's been some good fights. 
there's been some some good you know meeting people and then beating those people up if you want to call those fights um and that's for the for the bulk of this has been what she's been getting out of it this is a new tier of of um of I don't know the word but like the yeah like the the appeal of adventuring is in a large part the finding new things and and being bigger bad guys and all that this is more like the connectivity of it and the significance of it uh, goes beyond that you know it's it's awesome to uh, defeat bad guys and be awesome and it's even better if you can do that and do it in a way that connects you to your clan or your history or your people in some way you know kind of builds it it just builds you up in that it's like if you beat up a bunch of ice trolls that makes a bigger difference than if you beat up just a bunch of like whatever's that have nothing to do with goliaths oh interesting so there's like a slightly even if we were just fighting ice trolls their job would would feel more connected with the like i'm doing what i was born to do so this is obviously the even more than that because there's a there's a uh, folk hero element involved um and she's feeling excited about that uh, about about the the potential glory of that but also just the, the like oh yeah okay now i now i see how i fit into this mm-hmm. a little better you know cuz just just following along is fine she's she's very agile in that way but it's also very nice to feel like, oh yeah, okay, there's my, there's my niche. There it is. Mm. Also, it's a very pretty hammer. Well, we have yet to really take a look at it. Mm-hmm. Could be. It could be cursed. Really ugly. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> just odd. It's all odd. It's ugly. Portions. It's an ugly ass hammer. Are you saying, are you saying Morden would make an ugly ass hammer? I mean, he makes what he wants. <laughs> It's not ugly if more than made it. Yeah, it's like right. the Holy Grail. Yeah, he made most. The worst looking one. Drustin. Ouch. Drustin. Uh, As our only dwarf. Is uh, speaking on behalf of the dwarfs. He is extremely excited, but also kind of of two minds right now. He's trying to figure out the significance of all this. As soon as that door opened and he recognized celestial writing and realized that it didn't fit in geometrically with the rest of the dungeon. Uh, he started wondering if this is what Adric did not want them to discover. And it seems like something that would be protected. And, you know, part of him even hopes, like, if this is what he didn't want to discover, it's because he didn't want his enemies to discover it. That must be part of it, right? <laughs> That's why he didn't want us getting it. If we stumble upon it, then his enemies could find it. Enemies of Moradin could find it. It all makes sense now. At the same time, he has a sinking suspicion that this has nothing to do with Adric. Um, and in a way, too, in studying uh, ruins, ruins, ruins as an archaeologist. I mean, he is a, an archaeologist in a magical world. Ruins do not exist, and dungeons do not exist separate from the fabric of magic, destiny, and all that, which is why sometimes he's able to use relics and such to do this magic. So in some way, he feels like this entire dungeon has been leading them here, 
and his quest to discover Adric's secret has been leading them here because this is what the dungeon itself wants. Uh, he also can't wait to create a museum all about this. All right, I'm, this is a secret that you. Eric, Eric has. Thank you, everybody. Eric has just arrived. In order to keep the momentum going and keep my promise to Kaelin, I'm going to request that uh, Eric sits down immediately, does his group therapy, and we do the first discussion that we need Bear Jaw for, because Kaelin's going to go back upstairs and rest. She's, she's sitting here miserable, but I'm is not, in respect of the story. It's not because of you guys. It's the company. I promise. It's the company. <laughs> Oh, so, yeah, we just finished group see. therapy for the rest of us. Spirit of Bear Jaw sustains you. Yeah, so we were just doing our internal thoughts on, you know, sort of everything leading up to this point. Yeah. Since we haven't done a group therapy, basically since stepping, since the first stepping foot in Kunjakar. Mm. Happy to do wow. that now, or? Yeah, do, do that first. We just went around the table. Unfortunately, you can't play off anyone else. No, no, it's, it's all right. Um, I'll plug that in. You, you talk. know what we it's all the hard, It's hard to talk about what, what, what Moth wants. Um, and, yeah, this, this is a... Look... Mock is somebody who I think you pay attention to him and it's sometimes maybe hard to determine exactly what he wants because he's so gruff and like brusque about all the things that he wants but truly, truly what he wants the most of all of the competing kind of priorities right now is to help Drustin solve his problem with his family with his family, right? Nothing to do with his quest for knowledge does not care if the seeker gets out prefers it wouldn't Wants to help Drustin reunite with the clan. Family is, is an important thing for Mock, and it is something that has helped sustain him and bring him back from the brink himself at a past time. So that is the number one thing. He really saw the opportunity to come to Karunjakar as a place to get out of these, like, you know, triple A league of like, be, like bobbing around Oakhurst, you know, 10 gold here, 100 gold there. He just he assumed this would be a place where, where he would find wealth and has found things on a more spectacular level for sure. Yet to find that payday, but uh, and and still very much looking towards that. But number one is just help help Justin find what he can to to reunite with the clan. Um, then you know from there it's like he's got he he want he wants his payday. This is a place of a legendary crafter. Again, speaking to his his own personal uh, you know what's in his heart. So it's hard to come here in a place like this, specifically a place of legendary dwarven craftsmanship, and not get drawn towards. The secrets, the kind of allure of uh, of what could be unearthed and, and, and rediscovered or, or learned. So um, I, I would say a place where like a lot of competing interests, and then you know survival too, right? That's that's nice. Like he's he is a survivalist and he's a tactician, and like you know we have so many things like a dragon roaring, you know, dwerger, sworn enemy of of the dwarves, assassins at our heels. There's so many of these things coming that like in any given moment, I think it's really easy for him to pop off about any one of these things. But he really does, and it's very clear in him what's 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 it's important. And if faced with like you know rapid fire, like quick choose between these two things, he won't hesitate to make the choice. Between you know to make the choice that seems to be keeping those priorities in order. Um, it's just that how will those how how and in what order will those will those uh, will those trade-offs be presented? We're just kind of in such a bang bang scenario that we just we just don't know. So um, yeah, like that's that. where he is. It's crazy. I like that. Who knows what's gonna come up first? It's really it's really hard to tell. All right. Uh, did you did you cover being in this place? This, this discovery of the. I didn't because this is something that uh, seems outside of all of those things. I mean, like it could the hammer could provide wealth or not. The you know the, the hammer could speak to the craftsmanship of this place or not at all. It seems like something. It, 
it's so out of left field and so recent that it's just hard to know what, how it fits into any of this. It could satisfy, it could solve Adric's problem, find him great wealth, and be the source of all the craftsmanship he's looking for. It could be all three, or it could be none of them. It's a, it's an, incre it's an incredible, it's, it's an incredible uh, event in the midst of all of these things happening. It could defeat the assassins or not play a part of that at all. <laughs> how does how does Mock feel being in this place? Like, what's going through his head as he's yeah. as he's in this this place that, by all accounts, is is is, is carved by Moradin himself? Right? Yeah. There's nothing here that is dwarvish. Sure. It's it's very it's dwarf, celestial. It's a very dwarf adjacent. Yes. But it's clearly <laughs> like dwarf celestial. Even the language was was the ancient language of the gods. Uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which. Here is the language and the English oh, translation. We, we read it in the beginning. Thank so you. you can uh, I'll take a yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where you might think that, like, wow, you know, the celestial level of craftsmanship kind of, like, supersedes that of the dwarves, clearly. And so, you know, it, it would very much appeal to the heart of, of, of a crafter. But it's one of those things where, like, I appreciate a clean house. And then you walk into, like, a clean lab where they, like, make, like, silicon wafers, and you're like, this seems sterile, not just really clean. Like, mm. it goes beyond my appreciation for neat neatness and tidiness, and it steps into something otherly. And that's really what Mock's, Mock's reaction is. Like, like I, I enjoy craftsmanship, and I, and I know the techniques, but, like, the dwarven armor of, uh, of, uh... Durgeddon. Durgeddon, thank you. Of Durgeddon kind of, like, set these things in motion, and then he steps in here, and it's like, are these things related? Like, what's going on? Again, it's a little bit. It, it's, it's thrown him off his game. He's not. He's not reacting negatively to it. Um, but it's not. It doesn't. It doesn't comfortably fit within his paradigm. And be like, yeah, awesome. This is for sure a new height for me. No, it's 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 an otherness. So I like that. So it's not just a like even better craftsmanship. It's not even in the it same. It makes sense because it, it it's more amazing. It's more amazing for a, a dwarf to make something amazing than uh, it is for a god mm, to make something amazing. Well, yeah, because I mean, it's kind of a given. He's not. And he's, he's not trying to undermine the work. Here. Clearly, it's above. Clearly, clearly, the production here is above the level of that. But again, like so much of a craftsmanship, a crafter's uh, uh, product is in the process itself, right? If you just sat around and thought about it and it appeared, that'd be very different than like you know mining the ore and like smelting it and making your plans. Actually, and this is kind of the things where like. Did more than just like fart and it came like he, he, there's no process here that he sees. He's to, he's totally yeah, separate from it the was process. Created so rather than forced. He can't connect to the labor and the story and the people that did this. He, he's just it's foreign. It's not an achievement. Um, but yeah, again, so he does respect the outcome very much and he's awed by it. But like in terms of like how it relates to him and and, and his things, it just. And, and these aren't all very like kind of self-aware things going on in his head, but this is just like, like emotionally, that's how it strikes him. It's and like it's off. Correct me if I'm wrong. Just a last question. Um, uh, you said that in terms of the different the dwarves, like on the spectrum, he is not as religious. He's he respects Mordens like that, but he's not. He's not a religious dwarf. Yeah, I mean, is that you, accurate? Mexico, circa you know 1900s. You're Catholic, right? You just are. <laughs> okay. You know, like he's the mock as a follower of yeah. Morden, the All Father created him. He knows it, and in fact, it is the reality in this world. Yep. So he ha he has he has a, a cultural level of faith, and he he understands the the way things are. But in terms of like piety or dependence on the gods, that is not him. Gotcha. Okay. These thoughts and more are going through each of your heads as you, uh, as you stand on the precipice of this, uh, uh, into this big, huge sphere, still chasm. seeing the, uh, the runes in, written in celestial dwarvish, 
fading as the, the echoing meaning still bouncing around in your head. Uh, you can review that there. Eric, I did read it out uh, a few minutes ago. Appreciate that. And uh, Bearjaw holding the hammer that came from the chest. The, the magic, the, the dangerous part of the magic here seeming to have turned off upon acquisition of the hammer. The, the weird torpedo thing fell to the ground. The, the, the chest also fell down as if the, the effect on gravity... The, the, wind's the lack swirling, of gravity, right? the wind stopped swirling, everything. It's like, it's, it was like a switch got flipped. And now you're staring into this otherwise uh, uh, otherwise unremarkable sphere, other than all the remarkable things about it and where you are, uh, and the hallway leading back to Krunjakar yeah. and uh, and the the temple that you had, the, the non-denominational temple that you had stepped out of into this place. All denominations are welcome. So if you, where we ended the session was literally just like, it's a hammer. Yeah. We'll continue okay. next week. So that's where we are. And, and yeah. Okay. I mean, Bearjaw is holding up the hammer. I mean, she's not looking into the magical awesome sphere that could hold less it couldn't hold less less interest for her, um, but the but the hammer is really cool. She wants to she wants to kind of play with it, like look at it, like get a feel for it. Yeah, like what's what, it look like? What is this hammer like? The hammer give me deets. I need the deets. The hammer. The hammer looks like what Mock has been looking for in this place, which is you. You look at it, and even those of you that aren't connected to, uh, you know, the the, the, the the sort of appreciation of craftsmanship, it is obvious in this hammer the uh, the level of detail. The wrap on the uh, on the handle is just immaculate and carved with the uh, with the tiniest uh, little dwarven yeah. runes and uh, mm. and and all sorts of symbols that whose meaning you know you'll need to study to learn the uh, the metalwork. What, what would the would the shaft yeah. be metal? Be all metal? It, it, I it think could, it's all. Metal. It could be fully I think metal. I think it's all metal. It could be it could be so, enchanted stonework. It could be that's true. Yeah, it is. It is carvings going all the way up, and it is metal up to a big warhammer head uh, uh, up at the top. And the first thing that so it's a warhammer like it is a warhammer, and uh, in in sort of not collapse. Oh, I was just thinking because if it was in a in a chest. No, it was a really big chest. Oh, it was a big enough big chest to hold. Okay. It is a it is a warhammer. Okay. Um, but the first thing you notice um, is its size. It is, you know, it is, it is a head larger than uh, than your warhammer that you see at almost any shop throughout the land. And this is notable as well to Bearjaw, who finally um, a warhammer who my has size. who has shopped for <laughs> weapons in human dominated settlements, which most of them are. Um, and typically, unless you're commissioning something specifically, you're going to be just dealing with something that's human-sized. You know, maybe you'll get the biggest warhammer that the guy normally makes that he's got in stock, and that's what you settle for. And it's fine; it's usable. It does damage. It it crush it cracks skulls. But this is a warhammer made for the proportions of a Goliath. Um, it's just immediately obvious. In fact, to dwarves, it looks a bit. Unwield, unwieldy, large. Like, um, Ma, like Mach uses them all. It's a two-handed. Is it two? Is a hammer yeah. meant to be wielded in two hands? Exactly. And <laughs> but but Mach, knowing his weapons well yeah. and balance and all of that, sure. knows that while it 
it carries from your perspective more the the size. The, the size of a maul. It has its own proportions and weighting of a warhammer. Simply the handle, right? Like a, a weapon built for two hands will have a longer handle right. space, like it, it, where this you're intended to grip. This has like exactly small. It's like why would you hold it for two hands down here and then have <laughs> yeah. all this hammer? This is it. a versatile weapon. Can be used in two hands. In two hands in. Yeah, a, a, a normal warhammer. It's a warhammer mechanically. You're saying it is mechanically a warhammer. Yeah. Um, and uh, but it is definitely sized for a Goliath. It would actually be a bit challenging for any of the dwarves to wield such. Not impossible. Like you said, you wield a ball. Um, but it would be uh, it would be a bit awkwardly large. It would take a, a adjusting to. And I am proficient in warhammers, so Drewson can use it. Cool. Absolutely. Yeah, but well, right, right. Like, everyone's proficient in warhammers, but what I'm telling you is that it would you would not be as proficient with this as you immediately yes. as you would um, just picking up a thing. It might huh. require two hands, for example. It's just too large to wield in one hand. Um, it is a it, it is a warhammer asterisk. Um, that being said, there is along the uh, uh, along the bottom side of the of the metal hammer head going all the way around is the uh, no the the, the, the crushing the head. side the head. oh the head sorry the head, head of the hammer um, are more celestial dwarven what? runes hmm. um, spelling something out and as you concentrate Hit with on them hoping that maybe it'll just like, come to you in your head. Perhaps can we read some instructions upon this uh, artifact? You see that it is uh, the name of the weapon. Something uh, not something not um, uncommon. Not uncommon in, especially in top tier weapon crafting. And it says And it says simply <laughs> Hammer of All Souls. In Celestial Dwarfish. Does that strike a name does that draw any reference to Mox? Extensive knowledge of we- weapon crafting, weapon use, stories of dwar- uh, weapons and warriors, and does uh, 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 Scrimcorn uh, asks Baron, "Is that a is that a known relic?" Um, well, some things that you would immediately know that pretty much any dwarf would know is that uh, one of Morden's many titles is the Soul Forger. Um, Morden is also called the uh, All Father, so you've got a little bit of uh, uh, paired words there. Other than that, um, other than that, no. Yeah, nothing specifically comes out. Uh, Drusen has been stunned by this, but uh, he is a a very good study of history. He was educated, especially in things on Moradin and religious history. Does any of this about Snowbane, about Snowbane and helping the dwarves and all that strike is any recollection? Like, is it something like, oh yeah, I know about this from elementary school. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. not... Um, 1492. It's Snowbane not unheard of, um, you know, for... The short answer. The short answer is not particularly, unless you were very specifically well studied in, um, in you know, local events, relatively local events. Uh, this is this is the story depicted on the carving, and the carving is so detailed and intricate that it tells its story. Right? You can you can. At least get the the headline and subheadline from the thing. Bear just told us the story. 
Well, not the one that was in the car. Oh, okay. Okay. No. Okay, gotcha. She told you the story of of Snowbane. Of Snowbane giving up her um, godhood, godhood to, to become mortal with to Goliath. fight with her Goliath followers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because she partially motivated as the story goes. Uh, by by not liking the restrictions placed upon her by godhood, you know the the ability to step in and, and, and help directly, yeah. and um, and that she and there are stories of her um, of then departing these followers and helping other Goliaths throughout the land. What this depicted was Snowbane uh, helping dwarves. Um, yeah. Stepping in and defending a clan of dwarves, and uh, and that this carving honored that memory and placed Snowbane in the same uh, sort of level of detail and foreground that normally is reserved only for dwarves in the style of dwarven, yeah. Yeah, yeah, especially yeah. in a holy room like this. So this yeah. is something that Drustin, despite his study of history, has not. So heard. so Drustin, I, I would say Drustin may may have heard of a a particular um, a particular battle. Where yeah. a uh, where a Goliath, okay. um, like you've heard different stories, a Goliath or maybe a whole tribe of Goliaths, maybe they allied with Goliath. Yeah. You've you've heard multiple versions of a story that that probably are this event, but as as her. verbal tellings or uh, oral, you know, as oral tradition does, it maybe has has, yeah, has shifted. But he can be reasonably certain that that's probably the story. Yeah, a, yeah. a Goliath or a tribe of Goliaths. Judging by this carving, it looks like it was one Goliath and maybe a very important one that stepped in and um, and defended the dwarves. Um, Can I maybe offer that, you know, this isn't something that anything explicitly learned anywhere, but like Goliath and dwarves will frequently come upon each other, but they don't have any regular dealings because their societies and their motivations are so, so different. different. They're, they're incredibly... So they, they, they can be next door neighbors separate. and have no conflict, but also no overlap. And right. it's just kind of like... Yeah, they, the Goliaths they kind of are very out. much surface dwellers. Yeah. The dwarves are very much yeah. not normal. And their pursuits are like just, again, unaligned. So they kind of... There's coexistence, but not much cooperation, if anything. Or conflict, it seems it oh, yeah. seem like naturally... Very, very little conflict, I assume. Yeah, um, don't see that, Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, is just looking about this, and he says, uh, we seem to be in a realm separate from the rest of Grundjokar, uh, where I feel a certain sense of security here, knowing that it may have been created by Moradin, our all-father. I can't help but wonder. I can't help but wonder. Can I? Uh, could this be what Adric did not want us to discover? Could this be the secret he was hiding in Krundrakar? Did he have a did he have a grudge against the Goliaths? Did he have some bad like did he have a, does he honestly does he have a history of not being diplomatic towards them? I can't imagine this is anything but a, a pride. For your people. I may that I know of. Uh, like, any uh, race other than the dwarves, uh, Adric had his dealings with them, more often than not, in a way to gain something, or rather, an alliance for a time, in order to access mining rights, or a, a short uh, trade in weapons, or furs. Seems, but nary that I've heard of. Seems like nothing to be... Ashamed of, unless I'm totally misreading dwarven culture. But <laughs> if he was here, and he knew that this was here, perhaps he didn't want 
any enemies to discover it. Perhaps that's why he didn't want us stumbling upon it with mud beards on her tail. And that's why he's trying to kill us. Oh. Hmm. It's a possibility, but it seems. Ferdinand just offers you a, a shrug. <laughs> Further fetched. Uh, look, it, I get the sense as your craftsman, I tell. It, this weapon is not ceremonial, is it? Well, this Mark is, goes over this and is put, built to Mark puts his hands on and says, he says, uh, oh, give it a look, you have a lot. She, she, she hands it to him. And <laughs> first thing Mock notices is just the perfect balance on this weapon. Like, awkwardly heavy for a one-handed weapon for Mock, yeah, yeah. but, like, but also surprisingly, surprisingly light in, I mean, it's light in all the right places. It's exactly sure. where Mock would want well, it all to let be. Me, let me ask, is it any lighter? Like, Mock can look at, he, I, so, are there four materials if he knows all the materials, can he say this should weigh this much? And he grabs it and he's like, it doesn't weigh that much? Or is it just something perfectly balanced so it just wields that easily? No, there's, um, there's, there must be something there's some, foreign some, about the materials some, something, yeah. or something fundamental about its construction right. because it does not weigh or balance the way he was expecting it to based on the what way it looks. Like he looks at it and he's like, okay, maybe this looks a little off, but it's probably this kind of steel or alloy. That's gonna weigh this much, and this is a, this is an instinctual thing. Like uh-huh. he, he's Mata not sees it, it. He and just... you're like, his, his, his eyes see it, and you're like, he'd be like, two stone. Grabs him, he's like, stone and a half. Okay. Yeah, like, it's actually it, it, it's it's considerably more lightweight than uh, than it should be, even for that, that should size. Should be, yeah, even for that size. Huh. Uh, I mean, he 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 moves it a few times, and then just begins kind of feeling in all the all, all the cracks, kind of again, just a little bit like. It's like he's trying to read Braille in some ways. As he just really just kind of palpates it, this kind of looking over every every little cranny. Not over the course of minutes, a clean pass. Um, yeah, Bertha yeah. just watches him do this because she's fascinated by the way that he's like feeling up this weapon. It's just like oh, she's never seen anyone and he's, that interested. He's getting, he's getting all the cra- the crannies. Paul rolls out the jeweler's glasses. And he, you guys all just see like he's starting to like lose himself. Like he's starting to like. He's, he's just kind of in the zone where, like, you, you know that if you just walk away, come back the day later, you probably wouldn't have moved five inches. So he starts he starts going into that, like, more extended study, which may not make sense given the circumstances. Uh, great. Uh, those who wield it, are they getting the tingling sensation that this is a magical item? Without a doubt. Okay. Uh, you, you hold it, and not only is the is the materials itself, but the, you know, you've, you've, you know what sort of magic items, but... Unlike also with a fancy the others, like uh, unlike all of the other magic items that you have dealt with, which have different sort of, of of ways of sort of emanating their power, it like you can feel it. This one is different, and it, you'd be hard pressed. Perhaps Drustin could study it and, and give a verbalize why, but uh, articulate you, a theory, maybe. Yeah, you'd be hard pressed mm-hmm. to explain why, but it just feels distinctly different. Mm-hmm. Uh. Uh, if this if this could be used, this could even help a little bit against those incoming, those in, in, impending mud beards. We should uh, we should take a breather. Does anyone else think we should take a breather? And nah. I think Mark yeah. is currently taking a breather. We've got two hours left mm. two. and two doors to explore. Two. I mean, no, 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 not a not. Wait, I just mechanically. How long does it identify take? Uh, Twenty minutes. Seems like 20 minutes to identify the strengths of a weapon potentially crafted by your deity. 
Is that... You don't think we should check it out now? Two little angels appear on Dwarf on Drusen's shoulder. Well, the clock's already ticking for Mop. We're a yeah, minute in. Clocks. Only 19 now. <laughs> Only 19, yeah. <laughs> um, Drusen says, very well, but perhaps we should leave this place uh, in case the assassins come. I do not want them dirtying such a holy place. Just as a recap, what was the last status of the um, curse? Durgeddon, Durgumbum, Bungle, Bungleberry's armor. Durgeddon, what was the last status of Durgeddon? What? His armor. There, I know that armor was like super nice looking. We were talking about coming back to yeah, but it's it, cursed. It, it, it was, it, it, it was uh, cursed. desecrated and heavily cursed by uh, orcish magic. It was magic. cursed by the orcish magic. Okay, yeah, so the yeah, idea after was a long rest, to... Baron can That's what try to cast remove trying curse. Trying to figure out why we left it there. It was, yeah. Okay. It was it's super cursed. fucking cursed. It's super like, cursed. Uh, <laughs> how cursed exactly? <laughs> All right. So so Drusen uh, uh, says uh, suggested that you guys. I'll do my ritual, but let's go back out. Um, out of this place, he kind of, though he thinks this is very fascinating, he doesn't quite trust it to keep existing. <laughs> oh, the, the, the like, hall yeah. that like we're you're in. Concerned about potential, yeah. potential yeah. collapsing. Uh, so he leads them Agreed. out. Um, Somebody, the, the snap. Everyone's leaving. Out. Everyone's yeah. leaving. Yeah. And he will go. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not right in here. You're getting locked in here if you don't go now. Back there. Back Oil man runs past you because he's just like happy to get out of there. Yeah. Whee! It's, it's yeah. too holy for him. Baron is one of the most uh, reluctant to leave, you know, and it's kind of like a, you got to like tug him a little bit because he's a bit awestruck by by the, you know, he's he's got more of the yeah. holy... You know, but connection to Mordy would be for this place. But, this but he also hears a sensible been, plan really. and uh, and follows along. The moment uh, Mock pulls, Being the last you know, guy. gently guiding Baron mm-hmm. out, uh, um, uh, and you step out, the wall just immediately pff, it's back. To the carving, it, it was a, it was a hole. It was right. a doorway. Yeah, uh, and it is the carving once again of uh, a snowbane defending the dwarves against um, uh, the ice giants. So Drustin will cast. Will take twenty minutes to cast identify as a ritual. Uh, stand guard at this door. You're standing guard at the door into the Great Hall. Yeah, so yeah, we, I am at the door of the Great Hall, and we are casting the ritual in the Great Hall. Or, yeah, in the Great Hall. Minutes. Oh, wait, in the Great Hall or in the Holy Room? Sorry, the in the Holy Room. What, in the temple. Yeah, this is the Great Hall. That's the temple we're calling it. Yeah. It, right. We're in the temple. He is guarding the temple. Baron sits down like directly across from Justin to oh, watch. I forgot to take my oh, hand. she's like super interested. Yeah, in this she's one. Yeah. usually she has no interest in this kind of shenanigan. One last question, I guess. Now that uh, sorry, I didn't interrupt. Sorry. That's okay. That was the end of the sentence. Okay, I uh, came in too hot on the, on the heels. <laughs> Is there? So he did. He has seen Durgeddon's armor. And yes. now he has his hammer. Is there any connection that he can draw between the two? The like pa- the patterns and carvings and all of the rest. He go- so Mott goes back like, and like is there an evidence looks at the him? armor again. Yeah. And uh and it's just not still so very yeah. just just so Different not worlds. just so not even the same anything, you know? If if Durgeddon's craftsmanship might have come from whatever connection, reason there is a Moradin created thing here. 
you can't see how that would be related. Yeah. Uh, and if and if Morden put this here because of Durgen's, like it just feels a little overwhelmed to still, be in a room where like these two items are. Like yeah. Matt has yeah. never seen a magical artifact ever. Like no, yeah. he's not seen anything on the level <laughs> of this hammer before. He's seen things. Maybe on the level of Durgedans, like from afar, these are things that are highly guarded, highly walled. Yeah. It's not, and it's not been his business to to pursue these things. He's a businessman. It's like the difference between like going into the museum yeah, and like seeing the piece on the, the wall. The nicest things that he's seen has he made himself pretty much for the most uh-huh. part. Um, so it's he's a little overcome too by just being in the presence of these 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 items. These I mean, I, it's hard to describe. I'm not a materialistic guy. All right. After Mock uh, does that, he goes and stands guard at the um, stand guards at the door as Justin prepares his. So that there's going to be something about that, but in the interest of letting you go okay, lay down, I'm sorry. I'm going to let the the identification complete, okay. and then you can you can go, and we'll we'll play out the rest. Okay. So I'm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to prioritize so, just finishing the You've seen Justin do this before when he identifies items. It's not like he's like drawing a chalk circle around it or anything like that. Instead, he sits down and he gets this... He sits down on one of the desecrated benches, moving aside some dried poo. Um, <laughs> and then he like uh, has Mock or whoever's holding it lay the hammer down. And he starts taking a look at it and his, his hand just reaches back into his pack and pulls out like a couple of journals that are almost like scrapbooks. Like, they're, uh, like, rubbings from ruins and copied pages or just torn out pages from old books all pasted and sewn together. And just, he's still staring at it, and you see his eyes have kind of gone glazed. Like, his mouth is kind of muttering, and his fingers are just flipping through, like, finding things, even writing little notes and just, like, charcoal. Um, and just starts going, and then he turns to a blank page, and even without looking, his hand as if possessed just kind of sketches a picture of the in charcoal, a uh, picture of the hammer, and like notes in dwarven on it. Hmm. And then when like 20 minutes have passed, he kind of looks down and goes, Oh, I found a page on it. <laughs> what has never happened. That's funny. What has never happened to Drewston before is this, this, this page, you know, this, this process this that he's doing. It's normally um, gives him a complete picture, right? He's he's got it. It's like he found it in a book. Yeah. Um, in this one, it's like he found it in a book, but page two is torn out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's got some. He's he understands it, but he knows that this is not the complete picture. This has never mm-hmm. happened before in anything like this. Um, so that's. Notable to Drewston, which he can express as as, as, yeah. as he will. Um, but the mechanical effects of this hammer. It's so called this the is hammer a, of all souls. Okay. It's called the hammer of all souls. Not all assholes. Souls that's a difference. Is two words or one word? Not the hammer of assholes. That's, yeah. All that's souls. That's Grumish's hammer. Like a combined <laughs> word or no? Two words. Hammer of all souls. So hammer of all souls, and. It functions as, and this is this is completely a game yeah. mechanics thing. Yeah. As as the uh, uh, dwarven thrower, uh, cool. which is a magical. Um, put that What's in a weapon. dwarven throw? Does it throw a dwarf? And I will I will tell you what the mechanics are of that. Ah. 
open up the browser. Tab. I've, got a, I've got a good supply. So the Dwarven Thrower uh, requires attunement. Uh, Drustin knows that attunement is only possible to those that were present in this place oh. when you found it. <laughs> That's such a dex. That's different than the mechanics <laughs> written. If you open up the thing, hey, so Albeck, dwarf. wait outside for a second. <laughs> well, Albeck and Dex were not in this place. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. So, but everyone, everyone else in the party was. Except we're going to play all sorts of funny Thor jokes, like from the movies. Yeah. <laughs> so, my hammer. Uh, it requires attunement by, it uh, requires attunement. Um, it is a, uh, it's classified as a very rare Warhammer. Um, it is a plus three Whoa. weapon. So oh. plus three to attack and damage Holy rolls. Moly, that's um, it has the throne property uh, with a normal range of 20 feet and a long range of 60 feet. <laughs> Wait, and this... when you hit with a ranged attack using that weapon, it deals an extra 1d8 damage. Or if the target is a giant, 2d8 Damage. Ooh. Fuck giants. Fuck giants. Let's go kill some giants. And that is unchanged from it because it actually was giants in the story. Uh, and immediately after the attack, the weapon flies back to your hand. It, so only if it hits or just nope, hits or misses. Just it's a boomerang. Yeah. Okay. And it's it uses Warhammer proficiency. Warhammer. Wow. Um, but there will there will be some sort of thing if a uh, if a normal sized if a non Goliath sized person wants to wield it. Um, and it's only versatile to something. Goliath sized. Yeah, I think it's a, it requires two hands. Oh my uh, god, that's amazing. I like that. For non Goliath. Mm. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine chucking wow. a giant warhammer? A lot of magic <laughs> weapons, sort of part of their magical property <laughs> is that they they become the appropriate sort of weight and size yeah. to the wielder, and this one notably does not. I mean, it, it's obvious. This is made for Snowbane, yeah. it's made for a Goliath, and its magical properties. Or for that. Oh, if, it, if it doesn't fit Cinderella, go fucking find Cinderella. Yeah. Find Cinderella. But there's more Part of the story that uh, Drewston has not learned about it, right? Yeah. There's more to yes, it. what, what Drewston can tell is that there must be more to this, and uh, it's... this. E- even the process of him identifying this just felt different all throughout it. It was the, the kind of magic that you're trying to discern the, the meaning and the intent behind. A lot of magic is intent, right? And... It, it's not it felt different diving into that and and what you felt was that this this is what is knowable to you now mm-hmm. and that perhaps more could be known to you later or perhaps there was more only uh, only available to be known by uh, known by snowbay uh, you know th- those are those are possible theories that might pop into your that pop into your head so, uh, yeah, he looks and he, he turns to the others and says, Oh, it, it's similar in design to the the famous uh, uh, throne hammer of, uh, of Hammerwerfen. The dwarves are like, yeah, Hammerwerfen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, says, uh, pow- yeah. Powerful yeah. magics. Fearsome. A somewhat well, legendary dwarf who said he could throw a hammer, knock out three enemies, and then touch it again. Um, but this one's obviously designed for a enemy the size of a, of a Goliath, I assume. Um, and he says, uh, it increases your chance of hitting things 
about a three and twenty. About fifteen percent. Fifteen percent. No, yeah, uh, but he says uh, any kind of details like here's a picture of the dwarven thrower, which Ooh. we could just use that. Yeah, yeah. That's a good look. Oh, yeah. That's a nice good hammer. Like hammer weapons. It's good. For, good for hitting things. It can be thrown and then returned, and it seems like it's it's especially uh, 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 dangerous towards giants. Or in the hands of giants, too. But uh, Most things the are sense dangerous in the hands of giants. But there's more to this. There's more to this that uh, uh, I cannot tell. Says, uh... You do not seem like a man who's used to not knowing the full story. Well, often don't, so I go wandering until I do. Then perhaps we wander more? Says Berto. That sounds just lovely. <laughs> okay. she... Reaches out for the hammer. Oh, yeah, he, he didn't even touch it. Um, she, she, I'm attuned she, to it already. Ah! <laughs> well, she picks it up, and then after thinking about it for a minute, and she reaches back like into her into her pack, and she pulls out Shatter Spike, and she just hands it to Mock. <laughs> Mock says, I've got the weapon, Lassie. It's, he says, uh, I like the hammer in your other hand. Sure, you can do two weapons. So here's the question: like, I gotta ask the mechanically because this is half tactics and half story. <laughs> yeah, half- okay. Does it function as a maul for Mach, or does it function as a warhammer for Mach? It functions as a uh, warhammer held in two hands from a non-versatile okay. uh, which does increase the damage. It becomes a two d ten when wielding two hands. That's what how versatile works. Yeah. Uh, uh not two d ten. D ten. Yeah, yeah. So no, it's really it's a two d ten. Two d ten. So yeah, let's let's snap back. Let's snap back. Okay. He says, I like the hammer in your in your, your, your is, is dwarven make? Is made for Goliath. He says, uh, he says, so we'll fight for it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let, let, let's have our roll. Uh, yeah, I don't have my dice, but. Oh, yeah, we don't. Alright, Scrim is laughing to himself. It's got Actually, it. while you guys are even. Doing that, Scrim's. Wasn't his whole thing that he was gonna follow Bearjaw around until he got his fair share of the sword? <laughs> fair share of the sword, right? No. It's all good. I just want to say, so wait, are you fighting so for the sword or for the hammer? <laughs> for the hammer. <laughs> for the hammer. <laughs> yeah. no, she offered him Shadow Spike. Yeah. And, he's yeah. Like, and he turned his nose up at it. It's like, hey, I need, I need that shield of platinum. It's like, cool, cool. So here's a mound of platinum. Here's that platinum. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. like this is this this. It, if Scrim's over there really thinking, like, what's going no, on? No, like, he's, he's, he's laughing. Good, he's, good, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, we're doing the, this, this athletics roll, or this would be an awesome time if you're interested in iterating what the challenge is. I, I don't I, know. I don't know if you want to. Like, I don't know. This is your thing. I'll do whatever you would like. I don't know what I what Okay, I, what then I'm athletics uh, uh, straight I, up. I, yeah, that's fine. Either way for me. <gasps> Not great. Ooh, pretty good. I got I a... 18 plus 7. <laughs> 17. <laughs> so what happens here? 25. That's like a 25. I don't know. Are we fighting with weapons or just our, our this fistic This is always the, the, the wrestling. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I was thinking, too. Yeah, never, never with weapons. Wrestle. That's never. a very different story. <laughs> that's a very, very different... That's yeah, a different absolutely. mechanics, huh? I like the idea that Mox says fight for it, so Bear just starts swinging her sword. <laughs> yeah, you gotta be specific. She's very literal. Well, very literal. What? No, no, no. Let's keep the story. No, no, for she, sure, for she, sure. She, she, I, she I, drops. She drops the hammer. It thunks, and kind of the moment that thing hits the ground, uh, 
like just bull rushes him. Yeah. Picks him up by the middle, and then just flings him over her head. Mock cartwheels. He does a beautiful. Like a little bit of like a of a shrieking type motion, like ah, and just comes up, comes up winded and going ah. He's like, Verja. He says, he's like, you got that one, and you'll use the hammer for it. He says. But I'll take my share of that too. <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, she tosses shatter spike at your feet. Uh, he's like, no, you carry it. Uh, I mean, it's it's <laughs> it's an offering in the sense of, if you want your share of this one, you can have it now. Oh, uh, um, Mox yeah, says, uh, Mox says, uh, yeah, yeah. He, says he says, he says, we, he says, we've been companions long enough to know that there's honor and honesty amongst the the, 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 the treasure we gather. And he says, he says, Berja. You just don't want to carry it. He says, of course I don't want to carry it. <laughs> he he looks at you like, like with, with he says, he, he, he gestures to your backpack, brimming, brimming with things that we've been picking up over the past several weeks. And he says, you he just, says. You just seem like you like your weapons an awful lot. He says. I like, like my money. Like more than most people. <laughs> I, I like my money. And he says, uh, and he says, and the honest truth is, I'm better off with my with, with head shaver than I'll be with that. Which is the mechanical truth. <laughs> Since it's a D10, it's not hey, them all. Hey there, that, that sword has definitely gotten us out of a jam or two just with its uh, fancy blow things up. She starts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean... I'll carry it, but <laughs> someone should definitely be at the ready to right. to swing that around. Burn my temples. I mean, mechanically, yes. But she can be she can be attuned to one, right? Yeah, no, no, it can be attuned to three. Well, that's not why she's okay. No, no, no. That's no, no, no. I, no, I, no. I was basically trying to role play the mechanic side of we need someone to be attuned to shatter spike. She's just not going to be doing this the whole fight. You know, we just need someone to be able to blow open a door with shatter spike now and then. Yeah. So I do like that we have discovered. I think it's three. Two match weapons. And both of them are now wielded by Bear Jaw. I mean, that's that, great. The, no, like, I think, I think, uh-huh. I think Bear Jaw, like, I think a mechanical, I think a mechanical conversation is, like, totally merits happening. Like, yeah. it has to happen in roleplay. It's weird to talk about plus three weapons and character. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> like, yeah. like, so I think Bear Jaw should have it and she yeah, yeah. just break a door down and sheath it mm-hmm. and then fight with the other hammer. I thought like, it was only one thing at a time. No. no. So, oh. perfect. Yeah, like, again, I think, I think mechanically, like, yeah. having the pole arm. Yep. Like backing it up with the range and like stacking people up like we've been it's been super effective on yeah. the field. No, don't don't change your kit. Don't change your kit. Like yeah, I mean You can't yeah. snick snack with there's great play. armor, there's great like uh, damage. Things with there's it, damage though. advantages going for the mall. It's a pretty much a wash on damage and I lose my, my range. I'm sticking with the sticking with the pole. I did I couldn't find so it. So you lost some purpose. I made no, I did not. <laughs> I, well, I, to I, hit I absolutely not. I know. Uh, to hit change to change I have a I have a bonus attack. I have a full extra attack from through my feet. Only with pole. Only with pole. Oh, oh, you don't master. Okay. Uh, so anyway, yes, you can be attuned to things. Bear jaw is not. It does. Bear jaw is really amazing. Not attuned to the hammer of all souls. No, it requires. It. it requires a short rest. Short rest. That's okay. Can she use it at all? Yes, you can. It just uh, you do not get any of the magical properties of it. Functions is it as plus three. Is it still plus three? It's not a shitty hammer. It's just a you shitty not, hammer. You do not get. It's a beautiful, it's a really big hammer. Normal hammer. It's a beautiful normal hammer for normal things. For normal things. So short rest is an hour, right? Yep. It's an hour. So. Uh, 
So well, that's that needs RP. Well, all right. Well, uh, Drewston says uh, we didn't know how uh, close the assassins are. Uh, perhaps we could pay someone to find out. Mark says. Let me remind you what you do know, just in yeah. case you've forgotten, because you've been talking about this three-hour timeline for a while. Uh, and remember that they are not arriving in three hours in yeah, no. any reality or suggestion. Well, um, yeah. Yeah, remind us, clarify, because yeah, Lincoln fine. made it seem like they could be here in ten hours, or could be here in five hours. No, he said in a day at the fastest. Oh, okay. Oh. Oh. Okay. That's not what cool. I remembered. That's yeah. great. Did I? Did, am I misremembering? Really, I think it, you are. It was I think he's like, like, that like they would be here they, any they, it might be a day. It might be less. It was not. It was not any minute for sure. No, Max was saying that because he wanted us to hire. <laughs> yes, that yeah. was yeah. why we were able to see through that. But if the clarification is that a day at the at the fastest pace. Are we gonna? Then that's that's good to know, and we I, can kind of adjust around that. I may be misremembering what information he gave, but I'm gonna say no, now fine. that it was I a day. Just... We were just all now level Perfect. set and aligned. It was a day, uh, uh, and that is he. He doesn't know exactly where they are. Once he figured out where you guys went, he yeah. took off. Yes, traveling solo, knowing the places, maybe some uh, maybe some half elf magic going sure. on, as you guys actually experienced before traveling through the wilderness. Yeah. Um, uh, he got there. He believes if if they figured it out quick yeah. and also got on the same path and force marched there, they could be here in a day. But it could be longer too. Yeah, that's good. So I think that changed that. The reason why we we're going to send them back out, in my opinion, was we didn't. It, we thought it was a day or less, and we just wanted to make sure they weren't going to be here in a couple hours. Yeah. Like we're talking possibly long rests. We have like some searching to do. To me, that like says that says more like we hang on to Dax. We continue to yeah. search a little I'd bit. I'd rather be, have Dax with us. Yep. Uh, and we probably have time for this little short rest. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we're already here for an hour. Another Dwarkar will come through. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. Let me play actually another event here. You can go now, Kellen, if you want. Okay. Can I um, uh, so uh, just fairly assume that we're going to take the short rest? On the you next cannot short, fairly assume that But on the next right short now. rest, okay. then I will not, your character will be. I will not add anything to that then. Okay. Uh, thank you. Is there something you wanted to do? No, 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 no. Okay. Just. Kaylin, thanks for coming and playing. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad I got feel to do that much, if if not all of it. Then I hope you feel better. I think I will if I go sleep. And May I serve beers? Yes. 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 Oh, yeah. So I also deferred you setting up the beers because I wanted to get Kaylin stepped up. I was, like, I was late, guys. Sober Sorry, Mom. Right now that Bear Jaw's frozen, I immediately take them all from her. Yes. <laughs> good, good, good. Bear Jaw sleeps. Uh, also, Eric. You have a sandwich. I, I feel like I need that okay. sandwich as well. Um, who would like a blue moon? Yes. Um, I'll have this. I mean, you can hand them out if you'd like, but I also would be happy to just have uh, uh, I brought oranges, so if you want to like, put them in glasses. Ooh. I'm going to go no drink tonight. Dan, I got a new initiative tracker. Ooh, Ooh that's very you're trying to. You're trying to... No, this is the info that I give to Dan. Right. He oh, has, really? He hands it out to me. Yeah, he, he always actually gets the numbers. This is kind of a cool... Greg, I put because you often have multiple initiatives. I put a bunch of circles around you. That's Greg's game. I like it. Uh, if we get those opened away from the that's closer to I was flexed um, by its mechanics. Let's go with. Um, so someone says, "Hi all. Can you all tell me about your characters?" Perfect thing to do while Eric is yes. uh, getting stuff ready. And so faces, they're twist eyes. Yeah, we have. I'll, I'll start. Our, I'll give a high-level overview of our party. Um, I'll get some glass. 
Yeah, it's uh, so we have a party here of three dwarves that are all cousins, and I'll let uh, explain some of them. Uh, so three dwarven cousins who have uh, met up by chance, mostly or destiny, uh, or destiny. Mock and Ben left together for this. Um, in addition, there oh, yeah. is uh, there is a pair of half brothers. They are half elf, half brothers. Uh, they share the same <laughs> human father. Uh, give a little explanation. Real, 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 real uh, we've guy. got a Goliath, and, and finally, it's the last one, right? Yeah. Uh, we have a, uh, a Goliath who has also joined up with the group, um, and she is uh, a Goliath and is not familiarly connected to anyone else, which I, I have to say because everyone else is. Well, that's great because it puts her status of an outsider as her relationship to everyone else. Yeah. Because no one else is a true outsider of the group, mm-hmm. that allows that to be her relationship. Yeah, just fantastic. Good storytelling. Game. So we've got. I can just expl- since everyone else is up, I can just explain yeah. who everyone is. So we have um, we have a Goliath. Uh, she's out. She's out sick today. So we have a Goliath Barbarian. Everyone is level five. Here uh, we have Eric is playing Mock, a Dwarven fighter. Who uh, uh, who wields a mighty glaive and uh, uh, swings over his allies' heads? We have uh, Kevin, who just went up uh, to go to the bathroom over there. Is uh, he's playing Drustin, a dwarven wizard, who is uh, currently the sort of main driving force of uh, of where the group is right now. He's trying to clear his name uh, because he has uh, he has learned a secret of their family. Uh, history that um, they're trying to get more understanding of to figure out what next steps to do. That's why they're here in Kunjakar. Over here we have uh, Scrimcorn. Dan plays Scrimcorn, a half-elf druid. He is uh, specifically a swamp druid, so he is a disgusting-looking, gross guy, and he tends to turn into swarms of creepy-crawly creatures when he wild shapes. Um, not exclusively, but usually. Um, and so he, uh, he serves, uh, the three witches, which is, uh, sort of the full nature of which is unknown to pretty much everyone at this point, but, uh, but the three witches, basically he serves them, uh, uh, as a set of deities, uh, essentially. And so he is here because he's been given the obscure and puzzling, uh, Orders to keep Bearjaw, the Goliath, happy and safe. Um, and finally, we have Oilvane, a uh, half elf sorcerer. I forget your class frequently. Yeah. I always think I you're a wizard. <laughs> um, a half elf sorcerer who is missing one arm, and in its place is an arm shaped uh, sort of uh, strange arm uh, made of. It's called a shadow. Called yeah, called a, uh, it could be a, it could be a shadow. Uh, he's called oil vein as a originally called oil vein as a pejorative to his condition, the the black vein throughout his body, which is also seemingly what his uh, what his shadowy arm is made out of. Um, it is it is. I don't always think of it as a shadow because it is tangible. Yeah, it's oil. It's like shadow blood. It's kind of usually what I would Yeah, it's like sh- shadow blood, um, and so that is. Uh, but also, I didn't mention like his half elf side is a drow. Oh yes, yes, that is an important one. Yes, <laughs> half. They are half elf brothers, but one is a wood elf, although he has no 
connection to his wood elf heritage uh, and your half drow. Also, not a strong connection to your drow yeah. heritage. You've yeah, talked you talk more about your mother than Scrim has about his, but that's yeah. only it's funny that we have degrees. mega like ultra important dwarves. dwarven family here, and then we've got a pair of half elves who both have a very <laughs> almost anti connection to their family and heritage, which, which I think drives. I can speak for Scrim anyway. Drives some of the bewilderment. Um, yeah. Towards the dwarven focus on the family, there, man. because Scrim sees their focus on the family like family is there to disappoint you, or or to disappoint you with low expectations from the get go. So them being like, oh, I gotta gotta figure out Grandpa Adric, and and at least at the beginning, Scrim was kind of like, or you could just forget your family and. Get out of dodge. Scrim seems family as necessary because of the mechanics of procreation, and that's about it. Yeah, exactly. And that's... I'm seeing an opportunity though. Like, I'm actually surprised, given everything we've learned about your families, how open you are to each other, honestly, and not that you're sh- prejudging or shunning each other. Oh, between have, the two of us. Yes, mm-hmm. even though you have oh. very little history with one another, you're like. Like, if I had only assholes in my family and a brother I didn't know very well showed up, and be like, well, here's for sure an asshole. I'm going to steer clear of him. But you guys haven't gone down that road. It's, I, it's I feel like we bonded over shared misery. Yeah, you're, they're survivors of the same asshole father. Exactly. So, yeah, that was the initial bond. Like, it was, like, just hating Ted. And yeah. so I think that from an outside perspective, you'd say, no, dude, you totally have a bond with your family. And they'd be like, no, no, it's not at all. No, uh, well, it's not. It's not. Yeah. Uh-huh. To, to the, the Boozomancer, long may he live, short may he reign. Thank you, Eric. Thank uh, you. It's a nice Boozomancer. It's Blue Moon Belgian White. Very refreshing. It's been a while. I'm so glad you got this very large cup because there's a funny story where I was with, at a restaurant with a buddy and they had really big beers at the place. And I'm like, oh, sweet, give me a big one because we were in his town. And I went to the bathroom, came back, and he had a huge Blue Moon waiting for me. And I'm like, not too signature, and I've never drinking this much of Blue Moon. And then I enjoyed every drop, and I'm like... I guess yeah. it works. That's two beers. This is two there beers. Must be. <laughs> yeah, this is what I think of as my mom's beer. She really likes blue beer. It's delicious. It's All right, monster beer. Let's uh, get back into it. So, yeah. requires an hour of rest for Bear Job to yeah. attune do to we this. Want to um, do that here? Drusen raised concern that other dwarves are going to come. And so, so yeah, I've also maybe you're about to say this, but let me. I have clarified the timing just, and maybe even that's an accidental retcon, but I've clarified the timing. You guys still had the agreement among you that you'd spend three hours, then spend the rest of the time prepping. Or reevaluate where you are. Or reevaluate where you are at that point. Scrim would rather that we honor that. That we we press forward with the three hours. Um, Mm -hmm. I do not need a short rest right now. And and the hammer, while would be useful against assassin, I bet these guys, like... Yeah, you guys know what I'm saying. Well, I, think should, no I think we should hold off on the short rest. The short rest. So we should not have a short rest now. Are yeah. we the only short rest benefits, benefiters? I, I get one you short get rest one. benefit where I get back some spells. Bearjaw uh, also that. gets something oh, back. But I don't know once per day, you get a short rest benefit. I see. We, we talk about this. We're basically she gets her Stone's Endurance, I believe, which is a racial ability that lets her avoid some damage once a fight. Yeah, we basically realize once a short rest. the Mock and Scrim are nappers. We are power nap guys. And the rest yeah. of you guys want the REM sleep. And we're like, you guys go for the big sleep. Just 
just kind of shut up. I like how they design the game like that. There are like that. long rest we classes and short rest classes. Yeah, I, you're right. I, it, it stuns me. At some point, we will be in a place where we can't do a long rest. Hell, maybe we're already in it. <laughs> I think and that was the Ma- sunless citadel. And Mock Mock and Scrim will be able to carry a little more of the extra brunt because they can go. Yeah. So, so we agree. Song. We agree. Like, <clears throat> there's just no time. <clears throat> Oh, we, I promised I promised Drusten his uh, his hours of, of uh, dungeon delving before we make for the uh, the gatehouse and shore up the defenses. So let's uh, let's let's on with that, and I'm sure Berjar will be swinging that around her head in no time. Sounds like we'll even be able to get some uh, long term shut eye. And then, as he says shut eye, you hear a rumble well. and a distant roar, perhaps. Maybe to imagination, hard to say. Butters, that was me roaring. Calm down. He honestly <laughs> looks embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> Butters. Uh, you hear a roar, and is it louder this time? Uh, hard to say. Jerusalem's been paying attention. Only in Jerusalem. Jerusalem? Yeah. Yeah. Jerusalem's paying close attention to it. Maybe not louder, but maybe more insistent, um, uh, which falls in line with this this general meaning that, that feels like it's a, uh, a call for... Um, you know, call for attention yeah. is what you yeah. sort of so identified the intention of it. Supplication. Let them know that it was a dragon roar. Uh, or maybe he didn't. Uh, he says now, again, it seems to be a dragon roar in, uh, but a needy kind of roar. Uh, my prediction is it's another uh, chained up or caged dragon like Caltrix. Oh, hell. Two dragons and as many months. It's, that's heavy for my taste. Should we check out the other door that is um, still a mystery to us? All right. Let's do it. Maybe there'll be another magic hammer. You want to, should we get a marching order of ourselves? We know there's no traps. We didn't listen through it, but knowing that there's Something no... Guys. um, There's no... Put something onto it? I say we just go through without... And stop. So, this is the way you guys are. Yeah. Uh-huh. Those are our, our supplements. Just gonna, you know, put those Oh, wait, wait, wait. I am not in a lead. Yeah, well, a, 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 stop. Oh, okay. Okay. When moving from that room to this room, were you guys being super careful about being in a marching order, or did you lead over and be like, should we look at this door next? I would say we're going out into uh, a room we know we're going to be coming through. To clarify, I think we rush out there, but as we have the minis, these guys were standing guard out here. Yeah. Yeah. They were left out of the room, so I do want to... So, Scrim is not being careful. Yeah, Drewston was that. really beat up from some Gorgar earlier. All, all I can say is, all I can say is, Bearjaw being consumed with the hammer, we're gonna, I, I think is a fair role play yeah. for her being gone. Mock would explicitly take point on the doors. So who gets to the door first? Who, how do they get to the door? I don't know, but Mock would... So that's why I'm talking about how you get to the door, yeah, and sure. I was taking the way Dan moved the minis, I no. was saying it's basically... That, that, that's random. fine. I, I, and I, 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 I had no specific thought about it. I just knew that Mock would be the first first person to the door and yeah. first through it. So, willing so to be however we want to do this, that's fine. Which one's Mock? Mock is the yeah. hammer guy. So, yeah, he... Yeah. he that's fine. I'll be point. behind Mock. Yeah, I, I wasn't being cautious when we're coming out yeah. here, assuming Dax and... We could figure out a mechanic for that sometime, because it could come up, right? You we know, should. Like, where are you standing or sitting in a situation in which it would be reasonable that you're not paying special attention yeah. to I think that the, the, the table can agree, too, that, hey, this is really a random. Like, yeah. I don't want to take a specific position on it, you know? I, yeah, yeah. I like the idea that you're saying Drusen's in a sort of injured state such that he is just not going to be yeah. leading the way. And also, he knows that Dwarven okay. have been coming through this door. The door 
opens. I rolled a 26. And you hear... You I, roll, I roll a critical on my jamming attempt. Oh, I forgot, oh yeah. I forgot that you jammed the door, so nice. let me change the description okay. here. So yeah, there's a 26 strength check or whatever you want to put with it. Uh, I did an athletics check for it, if that was... Oh, you right. hear a voice. Uh, it is... Uh, uh, Drewston can hear it easily. Uh, you can all hear it. Um, you hear a voice, a yelling. Uh, in Dwarven, with the obvious uh, uh, thick Dwergar uh, dialect. Sounds southern. And it's a... <clears throat> gotta get in the head of a Dwergar. <clears throat> Job, do you want your character card? I do need my, my faces. Yeah, get your character cards. I do need my faces. You like those. Especially because you're trying to make them more unique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't want a woman earlier. Not all jelly mix. We killed a female. Killed a female. Uh, hey, this is still a murder scene. A blood-soaked murder scene. Fresh bodies. We've cleaned none of the blood, and we've only added more blood, <laughs> more bodies and blood. She got decapitated right there. Yeah. Okay. No one mopped it. You hear the voice. That says, oh, hang on, I need to get something very important. Uh, <laughs> My saber die spells up. Phantasmal. <sighs> okay. Got it. Uh, the voice says, <clears throat> What's going on with Nightscale? Is she causing trouble? Nice. And, uh, and just as you hear that being shouted from the door and says, is she not accepting the poof? And then like slam against the door. What? Boom, 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 boom. Like smacking the door right here. What do you do? Mark runs over to the door to take a position on it. And he will take a position. Mm. Oh, let's put it in the columns. Oh yeah, those will be. Those, I feel like he's will, going to be used. So yeah, this is so this is a, a a two door, a double door. So he will just try to jam one of them. You, you, you I'd asked last week, and you said this is a ten foot wide door. Yeah. So. It is a ten foot wide door. Uh, yes. So Mach is. Uh, uh, Can I lean on Bearjaw to block the door it. as a as an out of character PC advantage, or like. Like it's, it's out of character? No, just ro- yeah. roleplay it. Yeah, so basically, Mock runs over. He's like, "Better just stop with that hammer. Get over here and, and stop the gap." Says, "Who is that? This is treason. This is mutiny." You hear yelling in dwarves as he's still slamming into the door, and then there is a. Uh, you could, there's yeah, enough yeah. seconds passing mm. here for everyone to get in whatever position you want. Can I brace the door to give make me, it even harder to buy more time? The, the columns. Give me, give me a door guard. Yeah. Uh, the t- columns will be here. Yeah, what, what would you do if you had more time? Uh, when you say buy more time, you mean for... For, for the wizards to come up with wizardy shit. <laughs> every, every, uh, everyone is in, everyone's in position. Yeah. Uh, Scrim uh, attempts to do a, a stage whisper um, just to get like, the party know without going through the door. Uh, I'm gonna put vines on the other side of the door as soon as it opens. Do you want more? That's it. Um, Mr. Yeah. Mock. I'm gonna put vines on the other side of the door as soon as it opens. I like that. Uh, and then as for Colin. Oh, it's, it's a 90 foot range. Some of these spells are weirdly long. That's it. Here. Okay. We're good. Oh, and there's a throne uh, here. No, Should we just draw on the columns? Uh, uh, uh. No. Okay. Can I draw on the throne? Yes. 
Oh, I forgot because they were all tiles before. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's like a small throne here. No, it's a big throne. Big throne. It's it's a modest uh, it's a modest stone. Here, throne. here, here, here. Yeah, I mean it's not all the way to the corners, but okay. yeah. Okay, so there's a moment of uh, silence from the other side, and then a huge smash against Gosh. the door, like a shoulder boom against the door, and then a couple more. Mock raises an attack. And then Bear Jaw's looking at Mock like, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mock, what, are, what are we doing here? Mock says, "Kill the first thing that comes through there." I'm uh, sure it's not our friend. Jason's gonna cast a spell as well if he gets chance. Yeah. I'm gonna kind of do the thing where you cast a spell. You're gonna ready it, so I'm gonna cast a spell. You can uh, ready. You can ready spells. Yeah. Ready. Theoretically, you can only ready stuff in combat because otherwise. I, I'm saying you can okay. ready the spell. Yes, it will consume the spell. Okay. If the trigger never happens, you yeah. lose it. Drusen's going to cast a spell. Right now? Right now? Or yeah. Okay. Cast it. Okay. Tell me what you're uh, He's casting Silent Image. Um, he is going to uh, create the image of collapsed stone columns that form basically a 15 foot high or like a uh, 10 foot high wall. Uh, maybe like back here. One way near. Let's just say there's like a column and uh, a 15 feet of wall. Okay. You can just draw it in. Okay. Uh, mock red is an attack for the These first are the markers to use. Correct. Hostile creature in range. Can I put it? Do you want me to draw in the columns? You can draw the columns if you want. Okay. That would help me. I'm just going to go like that. There were corner columns. Okay, I'm not going to wait for you to finish. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Scrim Corn is readying and tangle for the door opening. Uh, we got these. Put it there. So it, the edge of it comes up to where the door is. Okay. Anyone else doing anything particular to ready? Did you get my ready? My ready to attack to? Ready to ready the attack? Good. After several bashes against the door, is there a really good wedge? Um, I, it's the it's and there's a bear jaw. It's literally the best you can do. Finally, uh, the door is it stone? Did I say it was stone? Or is it big wood doors? I want it to splinter. Stone, yeah. And you didn't say it was stone. It's wood. It's wood. It splinters. Boom! Crashes open as bear jaw was ready for it, so she just steps back with it. Uh, uh, letting him, uh, letting him even stumble in a little bit, and you see a large Dwergar. Oh yeah, yes. Shoulder, boom, moving through the door as he's, uh, uh, as he's yelling Dwergar curses as it, as the the door splinters open. Uh, you guys get a surprise round, so go in whatever order, and then we'll roll initiative if you okay. need it. Um, can I just put these guys down? Uh, yeah. I mean, so, uh, yeah. So, so if I spells first, go for it. Yeah, you, it was ready. So anyone yeah. with a ready thing? Oh, you're, yeah. This is a square Ooh. of vines. It's a twenty foot square, right? Boom. Um, uh, Scrimcorn uh, takes um, takes some old roots, some old like uh, muddy roots out of uh, one of his pouches, um, and grabs them and twists them and makes them like noise and um, and roots and vines and like briar kind of things pop out of the ground, and uh, anyone in that area uh, makes a uh, strength saving throw, or be restrained. 
by the entanglements? Plants. That will be a failure. Roll the three. Yes. Uh, awesome. Um, okay, so they are restrained by the entangling plants until the spell ends. Uh, they can use its action in subsequent rounds to make strength check uh, against the spell save DC. Um, sorry, double checking. They call it a strength check. Well, the first one is a strength saving throw. Yeah. And after that, it is a strength check to free them. So it's a DC 14, is all it is. But until then, he is restrained, which is real good yeah, for everybody. Um, There's advantage on dexterity saving throws for you spellcasters. Oh, if we are restrained. Yeah, he has disadvantage on dexterity saving throws. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Just saying if you were going to cast a spell and choosing between two and one of them uses a dex I see, do a dex. That, that just just reminding you. Uh, uh, that, that's it for me. Okay, so he is not entangled. Oh, and Joy, player that came from. Uh, he is entangled. He's, he's he, not. He is. Oh, he is. He entangled. is restrained. Sorry, I, I, he I is restrained. Yeah. Um, so uh, great. Uh, just me now. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, you got it ready to attack. Mock. Then going in any order, whatever. Oh, order perfect. Yeah. So then, uh, Mockus is ready to attack. Action. <coughs> Comes in with a kind of a, a disarming strike to the uh, to the arm to clear some space, and then a thrust. I don't need to fix that. So, uh, one will likely be a miss. It's a plus nine to it, uh, nine to attack. The other one is a twenty-two. A twenty-two is a lot of. Uh-oh, that's to hit. Yeah. Yes. I thought you meant damage. It's like, that's a lot of damage. Oh uh, yeah, that'll, that'll hit. Perfect. Um, then Mach will. He will use a superiority dice on this. Roll. He's going to do his menacing attack, so the guy needs to make a DC uh, 13 versus wisdom, or be afraid. Uh, DC 13 wisdom. Oh, that'll pass. Perfect. He gets better. Uh, 9 plus 3. 12 damage as Mach goes for that first kind of opening shot, but just clangs off of some heavy Dwarga armor and then makes for the shoulder and just catches him for a, a gash uh, uh, across his left uh, collarbone. Uh, it is actually a she, now that oh, you uh, uh, yeah. look at her. What is she like, this distinctive Dwarga? Um, she is, uh, yeah, she is, uh, she's got a full beard just uh, uh, she's got a full beard you know comes down a foot down below her chin and uh, it is just as full of I'm using this face card it's basically yep. yeah yes. the eyes and nose a bit more feminine but uh, but other than that you know lots of dwarves um, lots of female, dwar- female some dwarves. female dwarves grow hair some don't depends on the clans some shave some don't depends on the clan and the heritage and uh, yeah, so she's uh, uh, she's she's built large and tough. She's a you know she's a half a head taller than your average dragar. That's, that's a lady. <laughs> and she's got the bald head. Mock rubs his bald head. What dress then? Did you? What was your damage? So total damage is twelve. Twelve. Okay. All right. Slashing damage. I'm trying to get in the habit. Yes. Even when it's someone that. Probably doesn't have resistance. Right, but just gotta get in the habit because I just never try to get the habit, and then when you need to know, I fail every time. Yep. Every time. Uh, Drustin will go if we're just doing um, the surprise round still. 
Yes, this is all okay. basically ready to touch, so, essentially. Uh, Juicin comes around this illusion. 10, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, nope. Uh, Kitsy Tagger 5, 10 around the column. 15, 25, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Uh, he's hanging all the way up here. Okay, he moves forward and he's going to cast Minor Illusion, which is not concentration, just lasts for a minute. And it creates the illusion of a five foot spiked pit right there. Uh, the the Dwarf Guards, you know, just takes this uh, uh, halberd glaive, yeah. glaive and then looks and had never noticed before. This five foot spiked pit is not a huge spiked pit, but that's enough that stepping in it could looks like cause some damage. So move 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. And moves there, hiding behind this dragon column a little bit. Maintaining concentration on the 50, or 10 foot tall illusion of the fallen columns. Okay, uh, let's see. You guys want to go? Is there, uh, so, oil vein lets loose a firebolt? And, uh,. Firebolt. Is there uh, what you call cover from the allies? Yes, there is cover. Okay. And what was the panel? It's uh, it's it's heavy cover. So it's okay, plus five armor class. Plus five to AC. Plus five. Okay. Let's see. What if you have a saving throw related attack? And it's he's restrained. She is restrained. Oh, she is restrained. So you have advantage on. Ah, uh, you do have advantage on attack rolls. Oh, I didn't roll my attack. My advantage doesn't matter. Oh. Realized after you hit. That's again. So. Uh, 19, that's, uh, 26 to hit. Nice. 26 to hit will... Let me double check. Yeah, that'll hit. Sweet. All right, let's see. That is, uh, 15 fire damage. All right. 15 fire. She lets out a gruff. As this firebolt. Firebolt. So singes her beard. Singes her beard. Boom, right in the chest. Oh, it's it, it, it cuts the beard. Now it's a two beard. <laughs> she's got a forked beard now. My beard. I'm sure she's not happy about it either. Oh. So uh, she's pissed. I think that's all of us, Greg. Should we go into initiative? For the surprise round? Is that everyone? Oh, there's only four players yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, usually I had to wait half an hour, right? Before yeah, I get yeah, to yeah let's uh, roll the initiative on this. Okay. When I point at you, you know what to do. All right, so we've got... Uh, 20. 19. 4. Oh. 15. And just one number. That's it. All right, no uh, re-rolls. Looks like Scrimcorn's going first, followed by Oil Vein. Uh, Scrimcorn is going to cast Heat Metal. Uh, I, uh, yeah, this is one of my favorites. I don't get to use it very often because we keep fighting monsters with no metal on them. Not, not a dwarf. Right now, uh, so uh, what is on her aside from a beard and no hair on the top of her? What kind of armor is she wearing? Does she have metal, uh, armor. metal armor or metal weapon? She is, uh, yes, her metal weapon is uh, much larger than the other Dwergar we're holding. She uh, is holding a great sword in Ooh, two hands. God. Uh, uh, Did it grow had... with her? I'm gonna say yes. Yeah, All her armor does. So yeah, yeah it grew cool. with her. Uh, uh, it's a, so it's a very very large great sword at the moment. It's a great great sword. And uh, and she is wearing it's splint armor. Great sword. And splint armor is metal, I believe. Um, I am actually gonna forego some potential damage for a cool uh, oh, there, a different effect. Um, 
I'm going to cast Heat Metal on the weapon instead nice. of the armor, um, so she can Ooh, drop it. Now, it does the damage right off the bat. This is one of these great things where I want to double check. There's no uh, DC no or hit, so, so it's going to be 2d8 um, right off the bat. So the, I'm sorry. So uh, the, the greatsword uh, begins glowing red hot. Um, with with heat stuff coming off it, and you see, you, and anyone who is near Adrustin sees that Scrim is uh, is chewing something that looks Ooh. like the, and you see bits of a, a red beetle, uh, like a well, the red red carapace of a um, of a beetle. One plus four. It's only five damage, but um, five fire, fire damage to the Dwargar. Automatic. Uh, yes, automatic. Um, and I'll continue concentrating on this. Uh, if a creature is holding or wearing the is object... Is the entangle a concentrated spell? Oh, yes it is. Uh-oh. Damnation. Yeah, hang on, hang on, let him decide. Um, yeah, just, I just want to point out before we get too far. Uh, yeah, because I don't have to maintain concentration on this. Um, uh, okay, then... Okay, then let me... Uh, something happens immediately, and then can I opt to continue concentrating on it at that point? If you... I believe if you cast another spell you can, with concentration, then your first one drops. That's my recollection. Because you, So you can't get the... This new one has concentration? This new one, both of these yeah. have concentration. Um, and, uh, and basically, I want to see if I can just cast this as a one-off and not concentrate on it and not maintain it. To, to explain the reasoning sure, on that. Please. Sorry to slow this stuff down, but... If a creature is holding or wearing an object and takes damage from it, the creature must succeed at a constitution saving throw or drop the object if it can. Um, if it doesn't drop the object, it has disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks until the start of your next turn. So, uh, the following so, factors can break concentration. Casting another spell that requires concentration. Okay. You then, lose concentration on a spell if you cast another spell that requires concentration. Let's go with the metal. There you go. Okay. The then, yep. the, then the, uh, then, yeah, uh, the vines are gone. Thank you. Um... And so I'll just I'll maintain it. So that's good to know. It's not about concentrating. It's just casting one concentration. That she's very strong. Maybe that makes sense. Um. What? Seeing that she's very strong can burst out of these vines. Oh yeah yeah. Um. So anyway, bottom line is, so she took five fire damage, and now she makes a Constitution saving throw. Um. I don't have a DC. I think it's just your DC. It's your spell uh, DC. Um, it's always uh, which it's the same for all your wisdom. Spells. Or whatever your constitution, but it, it, it changes with the spell uh, level. No, all spells no, say DC is the same. Level. So fourteen. She got a twelve. Yeah. Okay. So uh, so she drops it. Um, it is still glowing red hot on the ground. Um, and Damn, she picks she it up it to like use it. Hot? Even if she succeeds that, um, then she has disadvantage when using that weapon. But currently, she doesn't have any weapon. You know, she drops it in an instant, and just a stream of vulgar Dwergar and Dwarven and a little bit of maybe deep speech uh, uh, profanity just flowing out of her mouth. Um, I like that idea too, Dan. You cast this spell and it burns up the vines. Not like creating like an inferno, but they just all just charge, just, and the metal weapon starts heating up. Um... And, uh, oh, and you hear hiding spot. <laughs> as Scrim uh, dashes over to the uh, to the pillar to get a little bit of cover there. Wheel beam, firebolt. Uh, yeah, not a anymore. Nope. <laughs> Unless uh, twelve hits. 
12 will not hit. Where, where does the fireball hit? Uh, it hits the throne. Nice. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's also a throne stone there. Throne. <laughs> Even without your allies. Uh, who's throne stone. Throne stone. Uh, that is, uh, is 16. Okay, Drustin. Oh. oh, you got one better. 5, 10, 15, 20. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Oh, damn it. He was here. 5, 10, 15, 20. Yeah, man. Oh, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. He's going to cast another minor illusion. Creates another spiked pit here. I've been dreaming about doing this for so long. And those are not... Uh, not concentration. Not concentration. Last a minute. And, again, it's believable. Not necessarily yep. effective, but believable until they interact it with it. And then you took my hiding spot. <laughs> Hashtag get your own call. Uh, he just steps back to there. Damn, would you mind? <laughs> All right. Uh, that's me, uh, Dwerger. 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 After that, Firebolt poof, blasts uh, uh, against the, the throne. Oh, no, man. against the throne in front of you, and another pit appears in the ground. Uh, uh, she blinks out of existence. Oh, invisible. Uh, just she's there in one moment. Uh, she looks uh, eyes wide, and you see that they don't seem to, uh, uh, you know, have to wave their hands or say a word. It's just like a like a force of will, and just immediately, uh, immediately invisible. And um, does the sword start moving? What does the sword start moving? Or is the sword sword no, the sword does not start moving. Uh, mock. Uh, uh, watching for this, having fought Dwergar in his time and even just, like, an hour ago. Uh, He's not the sharpest tool in the shed, but you give him a couple looks at it, and he'll get it some of the time. And, uh, uh, and he's watching for that sound, maybe even closes his eyes to, like, just focus on... Actually, he'd be looking at the ground, it doesn't make any sense. But maybe he closes his eyes, I don't know, he's cool. Uh, <laughs> that would be a cool thing to do. He's cool. He's cool. And you can take an opportunity attack as she steps away. I will. With disadvantage... But yeah, I would assume. Yeah. Let's do it. I always have a one. That's not bad. Oh. Yeah, that's a two. Had to get a low one. That's a two? Uh, I, ro- I rolled a natural two. Oh, oh so it's not going to be enough. Yeah, uh, yeah she. Uh, you hear the steps as she's not Whoosh. moving silently. and uh, <laughs> She's running back out of this room. I need to draw the room. Oh, yeah. What do we see? Oh. Yeah, I can also describe the room since now all of a sudden you're looking in for thing. So what you see beyond the throne is uh, it's a small, what might be an audience chamber. There's uh, a large table made of a single stone slab that uh, dominates the center and old tapestries uh, cling to the walls. And then there's a stone door on the far wall that is currently swung open. And there's rooms beyond that. Like, we see it open into... You see it open into a, 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 a room beyond that, yeah. I will uh, right. I will go ahead and draw that with my my black pen here, but uh, who's next? Uh, Mock, appropriately enough. Are you pressing the attack? I would should say so. See what's going on, but... Don't worry, there's no vines in the way for you guys. <laughs> Got it. My illusion. Oh, my illusions. There you go, it's about that big. And uh, uh, there's a big, like, um, big, sort of stone table. big stone table here. Is there a camera set up to one side and um, dice on the table? It's like, it's kind of fancy. It's got a little bit of a 
Nice little pattern to it, and then there is a uh, uh, there's a big stone door. Another ten foot door. Just is it closed or open? Open. It is open. Did it just open? No. Is there a dragon on the other side of that? Nice. No, it's just tail. it's just a jar. Jar. She's somewhere in the room. Just unless she went to the so Unless she went for the door. Is that true? She dashed. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty. <laughs> Popped up on the table. How high is the ceiling here? Is it low ceiling or high ceiling? Uh, uh, it is normal ceiling. Like the it's been in the rest of the place, okay. so it's been like twenty or thirty feet. Yeah, yeah. pretty. I mean, it's made a little bit lower in here, twenty feet instead of the thirty oh. in this main area. She can't jump up too high then. Mock's going to how how high is this? It's a table for sitting at, so this high, mm. this high. I have the athletics to oh. vault that in full at full speed. Like jump over the whole thing. Like I can, I, I can, I can <laughs> jump, jump up. I can on, jump oh, onto oh, the vault. table. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can jump onto the table at a run. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, uh, and who the fuck are you? Basically, five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty, thirty-five, forty, forty-five, fifty. Mock dashes. <laughs> Mock yeah. dashes. He immediately dashes, sees. Dashes. He immediately sees that like that that pursuit, pursuit will be important if he's. Not to fight another dragon that's been unleashed. You got some uh, over there. And, and, over here. and sprints full speed, uh, trying to keep his eyes peeled for any sign of the uh, order. Well, you can get a general sense from the sound and everything going on in here with your passive perception of yeah. uh, 14. That's even enough without yeah. her uh, making a specific effort to uh, be silent. You can tell she's still in this room, headed that direction of that door. Like oh, nice. she's on the table, probably. Yeah. So I, you I, heard it. You saw it go clunk. Mock, mock, basically as it goes that goes down on one side, freaking surfs the higher ground, coming down <laughs> just a second, and slams that fucking door shut. Yes. Nice. Did mock interact with an object? Yeah, interact with an object. Did mock get to see what's going on? Nowhere. Um, you you glanced in there like as you arrived, but you're trying to stay yeah. battle aware. It looks like probably a bed chamber. Okay. Uh, Action point. He's using head shaver to spike this door. <laughs> can I do that? Athletics roll? Absolutely. Uh, okay, what does your action point do? So I'm using my action point to just like I use my piton and client. My client. No, no, no. no. Oh, what, sorry. What is the mechanics? I'm trying. Of action point. I'm just oh, an extra action. One extra action. Oh, just then yes, of course again, for sure, uh, for sure. Uh, and takes head shaver and just. Just like throw, like like shoves it as deep as possible through the door, kind of toe nailing it into the wooden frame that you have to have for a wooden door. Yeah. Do it. Not bad. So uh, total athlete with athletics is a fifteen. All right. 15. Uh, keep that uh, keep that recorded. Uh, no, you will because you recorded the other one past a week. I did. Well, you told me. Remind me. I'm gonna forget. Yeah. I'm like, cool. Write it down. Does he call for us? Like, listen. And he says, he says, we can't let this one out. Close it and finish it off! Scrimcorn. Uh Scrimcorn is going to dash. One, dash. two, three, four, five, six, oh, seven, eight. Me. Nine. Careful of the spike pits. Uh thank you, yeah, I don't wanna fall on one of those guys. Um uh uh Scrimcorn wants to. Cl- uh, no, I can. You can interact with an object even if you dash. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Uh. Uh. As he's dashing, he says, "I'm closing the door." Uh. To allow anyone to shout if they don't want me to close it. Okay. No one. If no one. Uh. Yeah. I have enough distance to get here. Um. And then it's going to. Can I get Bearjaw to come inside? 
to do a, uh, a step, or is that? Yeah, yeah, you can. Okay. Bear's about to say, rushing into the room as well. Yeah. It starts, starts um, hunting. And, and Scrim closes the door. <laughs> Swing the hammer. Now it's my turn. Man. Nice. What a beautiful brawl! As soon as that door slit, well, actually, there's not a door to shut. Oh, it's oh yeah, splintered that's open. true. Okay, hey, there's some of a door. It didn't okay. pop off its hinges. But you're you're blocking the door. Yeah. The two of you. Okay, then my then my the end of my dash. And she's pretty big. Is to pull it's to pull awesome bear giant and scrimcorn with, with no uh, uh, self preservation. He just makes himself what like. Yeah. He just wants an invisible you person to, to have me. to bump into him. They won't want to. <laughs> yeah, so. Parachat says, we are door now. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Because it is ten foot door. So, uh, yeah. And, uh, and, I and, like and this friend does slam the door, and it just like... Yeah. Oh, she yells, I'm closing the door. Goes, grabs it, and falls off his hinge, and just goes... Ah! The moment that door shuts from somewhere on the table, you hear a voice shout out, what do you want? What? What? Uh, what do you want? Why are you here? I I know this place. I know things about this place. Ooh. Well, Finally, somebody willing to, to, to negotiate. Mock says, he says, uh, you're trapped in here. You're, and, and being invisible serves you for nothing. Drop the, drop the parlor tricks and parlay with us. And he, he holds back what I'm sure you guys all expected was the insult at the very end of that. Because he does he does really want to talk to this this dwarger. After uh after maybe only after only a beat, she materializes on the table. Still yeah. a giant. Still a giant. Hell yeah. Yeah. Not gonna, not gonna and she's that. standing there uh weaponless. Like she's standing yeah. there barehanded. No, actually, she's got a um, uh, she's got a, a short sword. Yeah, got a little short sword in a, uh, a a belt sheath. Her, so uh, she's holding it, other hand empty, and uh, it's her uh, daibo of her katana daibo set. She's <laughs> looking. Uh, uh, she's like quickly looking between uh, Bear Jaw Scrim and uh, Bear Jaw Scrim. Uh, be a good like album title. Um, <laughs> and mock. It's basically this leg. Of, this leg of the journey. Like her own tears. Bear Jaw Scrim. Um. Mock says, uh, Mock says, uh, he says, well, keep talking. She says, what? Why are you here? He says, uh, I thought, he says, I thought you knew things about this that were valuable. No asking questions for us. You talk. She says, what do you, what do you want to know? I've been here a long time. I've been stationed here. Stationed? By whom? He says, uh, Oh, man, I don't have an answer on the chamber for that one. Skullbashers. Uh, yeah, 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 what were they called? The Skullbashers? Yeah, what were they called? At least that's what they were known as in Skullport. Skullbasher leader. Ooh, who's a, who's a leader in the Skullbashers? Come no, on, no, cool no, 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 hang on. I, I, gotta, I gotta get this right <laughs> for, for reasons. Hey, um, uh, no. Let me no say... Hurry. By Ted Skullbasher. Lenny of Beer. Theodore S. Skullbasher. <laughs> she says... She says, we were, uh, uh, she says, I'm, I'm, and she, like, points to Belt Flag. She says, the Skullbashers, they, they came to us and, and told us about this place and told us to, to, to discover its secrets and that we would share in the profits if we were successful. Secrets? It's our, it's our turn. She says, many Dwergar have been here, uh, before us. 
How many now? She like looks towards Scrim and Bearjaw, like towards the door where all the dead people are, and she says, I'm gonna wager a guess here and say one? Oh! <laughs> says, well, that is. Uh, did she seem honest with that? Last yeah. of the Dwergar. Roll that insight. Dwergar, tricky, tricky ones. I take 10. Uh, tw- uh, 13 insight. Uh, you don't sense any deception from her. You do sense that one is the loneliest number. Mark says, uh, he says, Oi, your comrades lie dead in the other room. And, uh, he says, and he says, and we're here for information of our own. So tell me, what secrets were you were you seeking in this place? And why do you come to the home, the ancestral home of dwarves? Yeah, uh, uh, she says, ancestral home? And then, like, she's... Eases back a, a, a moment. Like, oh, she says, yeah, she, no, she says our understanding of this place is that it was not a home. It was a, a retreat point. The story is told on the walls. It says they were defeated by orcs. It says we were here to try to learn the secrets of of uh, the what would they call him the the Lord and Master, Truthin. the Lord and Master of this place. His 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 crafting. It's legendary and. Truthin's totally been drawn closer, right? He goes, what like, secrets did you learn? <laughs> through the, through the like, oh, like the cracks, yeah. hinges of the door, <laughs> the leavings of the door. What secrets did you learn? She says, nothing, oh. nothing yet. She says, what, what kind of working? dragon is night scale? Uh, to that she says, the, the, the dragon, the dragon night scale, it's a black dragon. It lives oh. down below. Oh, makes sense. What? Is there something we can do to, to stop it from attacking us on sight? Mark says, show up about the dragon thrust in. He says, we're here for bigger things. He says, Dragons can be pretty big. <laughs> he says, she says, if you don't give, uh, if you don't give Nightscale some, uh, uh, something to appease her, she's going to be pretty big. I bet she'll like Dwargar meat. Do you have a lot of dwergar meat? She like starts like looking wide eyed and she says, You know about the dragon, but you have not given it She says she says, Me giving you answers to anything doesn't matter if you're not gonna She says, She's gonna be up here, you hear how angry she is? Oh shoot. Mock 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 blanches a little bit because he got fucked up by a much smaller dragon. Really. <laughs> and smaller and again, dragon. you don't meet dragons that often, and this is two dragons in two months. And that stays with you. So, uh, so Mock says, Mock says, we have more conversation to do, Dwerger, but how do we feed this dragon? He says, we toss treasure, coins, uh, oh. things that we forge. Hmm. Mock says, is that, is that what the forging was? Mock spits. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> they're, all, they're always fucking trying to tax my wealth. The forging in the other room. The forgemen in the other room were forging gear just to give to the dragon? Says, no, I told you that was to discover the secrets of the crafting. What's its favorite treasure? It says, she kind of likes anything coin. Oh, don't worry, cousins. I'll make a big old pile of coins for it. Mark puts his head to his hands, literally. <laughs> He's just like, can't believe that this, this dragon just wants to eat just his money. Coins, jewels, yeah. diamonds. But he's like, yeah, he's like, he's like, well, what were you going to feed her for her next meal? Because surely you weren't expecting us to walk through the door. 
She says, he says, a hundred coins, give or, give or take. Where says, were they? She that usually you just wants. Use? She wants a sprinkle. It's just, I, I'm not in charge of of. Uh, and she says, I am in charge. I'm in charge of everything. I'm I, not the accountant. <laughs> and she names a name, uh, Garbleth. Uh, uh, Garbleth. He he stores the coin in the other room. We found it. Audit. <laughs> Who'll feed the dragon? And he looks beyond. Pass! <laughs> I'll speak draconic? Alright, Drusen. You and me. Let's do it. Uh, and he looks at the dwarf and he says, You first. Sword on ground. She, like, leans down carefully and places it on the table. Gotcha. And then, with her foot, kicks it onto the ground. Head shaver out of the wall. On the sh- on the shoulder of this dwarger, and he's gonna walk her out to the to basically feed this dragon or walk her wherever is his intention. So she can't invisibility uh, without getting her freaking neck cut. She says, "You all don't even know what this place is with the questions you're asking." She says, "Why are you even here?" No questions for you. Feed the dragon. Why are you even here? Feed the dragon. Then more talking. <laughs> he says, "Where's the coin?" We so, have it. Drusen uh, will take. 100 gold coins, put it in a pouch, cast mage hand on it, and hold it out like 20 feet from them. But it's gonna be like, ting, ting, ting. that's pretty cool. All right, so she walks ahead of Mock with uh, with you guys. From a, a lucky coin with a hand on it, and so it's actually a copper hand floating in the air. And before she like even like turns or changes course, she says. It's that way! Yeah, Lead the way! She, like, leads that way. She's being extra careful yeah. uh, as a prisoner here. Yeah, I think we're all on the same page. We're just gonna fucking do this so no one can... So we don't all get dragon. We have a pretty large group, so I like that she walks in and there's, like, three people that didn't even burn. Oh, yeah, yeah, she hadn't seen that. When she, when she steps out into the main hall proper now with a chance to see, she, like, stops for a moment and sees... You know, also, well, Scrimcorn and Bearjaw were in there, but she also sees Baron, you know, with his uh, with his big old shield. They Dax, see, uh, they see, she sees an orc, Aubeck there. She sees Dax uh, with his the like, legendary twin, assassin with his twin blades out. She says, "Is that Dax?" <laughs> I damn it! She does say that. <laughs> it's good. Oi! Lucky Dax. He, he does a little. Dax. He does like a little curtsy oh, uh, when well, when she curtsy? mentions it. Or maybe like a bow. Because <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what is it? Yeah. I think no, I can see him go. He does a little. He does a little curtsy. Yeah. And uh, and then he's got nothing to prove. And that was like everyone, right? That we mentioned. Yeah. Um. So yeah, she leads you down uh, towards the river and headed down the direction that the river is flowing. Uh, and that's just, just to confuse her further, Mock goes, "This counts for your three hours, Justin." <laughs> like so she, just to put it on her radar <laughs> so you see that the stream running through the uh, this old dwarven bladeworks meanders through a natural cavern that heads off more uh, this way before tumbling into a great chasm yeah um, and Jason says uh, go serpentine as we walk down not wanting to stand in a straight line as they go towards a dragon okay gotcha mock does that and uh, she leads you uh, towards uh, towards the precipice, and then uh, gestures at the hole. And like from where you can see where you're standing, you can see nothing but darkness below. Although the splashing of water is deep below, 
is uh, uh, is barely audible over just the roar of the waterfall. Like, there's a lot of flow uh, uh, just pouring down into there. It is hard to hear her. So she kind of gestures and says, Down there! Do we have 100 coins? Yeah, we do. Uh, Drusen says, So if we toss the coins down, Night Skill won't bother us? He says, Until next time, she asks. And how long will that be? He says, could be tomorrow. She might be in a sour mood with how long of a delay this has been. Best not make her more sour. Uh, he says in Draconic, down the hole. He says, uh, Dragon Night Skill? And you guys hear it as Draconus Night Skillers. Good, good, good. <laughs> no, Turns out Draconic is pretty easy to. <laughs> yeah. And full of cognates. This is working for me. He's actually saying, uh, speak pretty good English. <laughs> yes, it's pig. It's pig. Draconic. Right. Anyway, he says. Uh, anyways, in Draconic, he says, uh, uh, Dragon Night Skin, uh, we are, uh, we offer you these coins to seat your appetite. Uh, if you stay down there for the next day, there'll be more coming your way. And uh, releases the mage hand and the bag of coins falls. The bag of coins falls down Sorry, uh, and you hear a roar <laughs> back. Thanks. But this is not just a roar. For now, Drustin can hear the language in the roar. Yeah. And it says, You do not set the terms! Yeah, super <laughs> surprised that... Yeah, he translates. He says we do not set the terms. I trust it. You don't negotiate with the dragon. They're well smarter than you or I. Oh, a black dragon. He says, explain your delay. Uh, you're, he uh, shouts down. He says, we are both visitors here, but uh, we have heard your, your, uh, your, uh, he doesn't want to say cries. We have heard your mighty roars. Uh, we offer you this tribute and your, uh, your, Dwerg, our allies, uh, are a bit detained. He says, So you'll be providing me regular tributes now? You're staying in this place? <sighs> Any translation? <laughs> we want us to supply regular tribute. Uh, tell him that we have to tell the dragon that we've got people coming with more coins. Yeah, do you like honey? <laughs> No, if you're... Uh, he says, uh, not only are we Send here for now... Send gold over the waterfall. Uh, but so there are Honey more... For all. There are more following our trail. Tell me, Night Skin, uh, Dragon of Krunjakar, uh, uh, petty coins can't be all you seek. What is it you truly want? A, a dragon like you cannot be uh, sated by a mere hundred gold. Okay, now you gotta roll. Well, he's honestly curious. I know, but yeah. now you need to roll Where's a... My persuasion? Uh, there's a persuasion uh, to persuasion. reveal more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's not trying to lie or anything. He honestly wants to know, like, really? A hundred gold? <sighs> I would love to assist you, but I don't speak your heart. Yeah. Uh, twelve. Not bad. It's, it's good, it's good. The roar that comes back shakes the cavern walls here and loose stone, like, a couple, like, large... Uh, what's in between a stone and a boulder? A rock? A small, <laughs> I think it's just a rock. A smaller. Yeah. Some larger rocks, like, rumble, uh, uh, rattle loose and fall down. Some splash into the river here. Some fall way down the below. Tops. And uh, you can hear it down below. And she says... I can smell the magic on you. 
Is that what you want? Would that keep you seated? For how long? Hmm. Let's say I give you uh, 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 an item uh, crafted by those who kept you down here. Or crafted by those who you called allies that they had kept hidden in another place. An item of much power. Would that keep you down here for two days? Three without begging for more? Just, I am not begging! He says, I am asking for what is rightfully mine! You come into my home! Well, how about it? I have a Dwerger artifact. Very powerful, magical. If we, uh, if we give you this, may we have passage in your home for the next two days? Then, after that, uh, even if our allies get here who are following us, you may ask more of them than you did of us. You hear uh, a low rumble this time, just like a... It says, two days. And he takes out the night color whistle. We were never gonna use it. Screw Screw you're talking to dragons, Scrib doesn't interrupt. Yeah, he takes yeah. out the night color whistle and turns towards you guys. And he says, I've made a deal. We give uh, Night Scale this item. We've got two days without uh, worrying about any dragons at our back. And plus, I told him that he doesn't have to worry about any of our uh, friends coming later. That he can call for whatever uh, payment he wants from them. All right. It's a cursed item full of death. This is Baird talking. So yeah, cursed, yeah, yeah. So it's a cursed item full of death in the first place. Be rid of it. Uh, don't worry, is saying Justin's face. Don't worry, Justin. I wrote everything I could about it and made many sketches. And uh, he said... Wait, are you oh, Baird talking to Scrim? No, Scrim Oh, no, I said the wrong name. Drink, 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 I was really confused. Oh, I thought you were Baird talking to Justin. No, no, no. And saying Justin says Scrim Don't worry, I wrote it down. I wrote it down. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, and he, uh... Scrimcorn just... Um, and instead of just tossing it down, he uses a mage hand to lower it into the pit. Uh, to 30 feet, or however far down. Presenting it. Presenting it. You hear the loud roar again as the walls shake. And she says, You are true to your word! She says, I will be true to mine. Oh. He turns to the other and goes, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I did a friends with a dragon! <laughs> and then you think you hear, splash, 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 splash. Nice. And the Bad raising ass. of the skeleton boxes yeah. under his breast. <laughs> <laughs> he, says, he says, we're cool! Undead <laughs> army in boat! <laughs> <laughs> Zombies start climbing over the precipice. Uh, like, so many corpses to resurrect from all my feeding. Uh... If we were gonna lose an item, that was the one. And we can always fill the As as Drustin, you know, explains a little bit more about this interaction, Mox starts hanging his head, saddened. It is hard to hear each other talk in here. The yeah. waterfall is roaring down this pit. Yeah. Uh, as well, again, as he understands what what basically has transpired in the the nature of this dragon, he hangs his head realizing that any place inhabited by a gluttonous 
greedy dragon would be mostly picked clean, and that whatever remains, whatever whatever left is left to be found would be much depleted. But uh, he says so. Yeah, he he is sad for that, and uh, and, and feels like. He just he just sees he sees the promise of riches coming here, kind of slowly slipping. Yeah. We talked about the priorities and what he expected. It just kind of like he's a little crestfallen. Still has many things yeah. to accomplish here, but like just is no longer hoping for that his, payday. His goalpost is just just got a little further down. Yeah, ex- exactly. Like personally, he's just like fuck. Drewston, as you're looking around this place, like being able to take a break from this probably very stressful interaction. Oh yeah, with this dragon. Uh, uh, you know, like blood pumping into his, uh, uh, pumping through his veins rapidly. Um, sees that on the this this area that opens up, it's a big, huge chasm that goes down. There's no the 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 pathway. This mm-hmm. this hallway. There's always a better word. The yeah. natural tunnel. natural hallway, which is called a tunnel. cave. Cavern. Yeah, just the, the tunnel. The tunnel leading here just goes into the, into oh, the yeah. uh, into the big chasm, and then the walls are just there's no ledges or anything around except for. You can see through the dark on the northern edge, it's a little bit hard to see, a ledge on the northern edge with what appears to be a uh, uh, a chain ladder heading down. Uh, he turns to uh, the female Dwergar and says, uh, what lies beneath here, other than the layer of night skin? Uh, uh, she looks down the hole and... Uh, and gestures and says, Shall we take it to the Grand Hall? Uh, very well. The Grand Hall's down there? Well, first, shall we come back here and see what's in the pit? Uh, what, what was parked there? I think it's just noisy. It's, yeah, it's, just, it's fucking impossible to hear. Oh, she's yeah. Saying, Let's oh, that's what she's saying. Get away from Sorry, the, that she's, uh, Yeah, she's also got a big eavesdropper. Shall we take the hole to the Grand Hall? Okay, we make our way back to the murder hall. Yeah, okay, so you, you walk back. Bam, bam, bam. And, oh, I never turned off the crazy action music. I mean, you are, like, talking about yeah. this. Like, we went from basically, like, pursuit to, like, negotiation with the Black Dragon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, remember, and even more stressful, that Bach can't participate in. Yeah. Remember <laughs> when Tristan got, like, take the, the charisma bonus from that dragon statue? Yeah. Like, that's how he's feeling right now. I he's, mean, like, hot shit. Yeah, man, you made it happen. <laughs> I mean, not all of us have had a chance to negotiate with the dragon, but, uh, you know, some rise to the cold. Uh, what was the question you asked her? Uh, what, uh, uh, he says, Dwergar, what is your name? By what should we call you? Call me... Dwergy. The name's Namira. Namira? What lies within that hole other than the layer of night scale? She says, in the Black Lake is uh, uh, is Nightscale's lair. I don't know any more about it than that. It says, the instructions we were given when came here said to pay her to keep her happy. From where did you come into this chamber? Into the, what chamber? This area. It says, from what path did you take here? Did you travel over land to come here or from below ground? Uh, uh, we traveled over land. Aye, so this does not connect to vast... Maze of underground caverns. Interesting. 
Uh, and he turns towards Mox. Say that. Like, Mox okay, says, Dresden, you're not drawing right conclusions. Oh wait, didn't the you asked how she got here? Yeah. Not what's every possible pathway uh, that no, anyone no, no. could get here. And now the glitter hand, we heard like Abek said that the glitter yeah. hand connects. Yeah. The, but that opens outside. outside. Yeah. outside. No, it leads outside. That opens this. Okay, well, there's yeah, basically what Drusen. There's a bazillion unexplored ways. But what Drusen want to know is, I was assuming for a moment that they had like come from the underdark through that. We established they came from. Land. Land. Okay. And Mog says, Oi, and how long have you been here with your kid? He says, We've been here for six months. Six and months? In that time, you've inhabited just these rooms using the forge? You must have a record of your of your efforts. She says, uh, She says, We keep record of our successes. He says, Where? That's why there is none. Oh, God. Mark says, he says, Oi, and these other doors in the Great Hall, what's behind them? She says, We've never gone to the north. He says, Haunted. Ghosts and lights and guardians. He says, It's not a place to go. Not haunted anymore. Yeah, we just well, can't talk to the well, <laughs> One of them is it. Uh, uh, and uh, well, through that door, and she points to it, more haunts? That's what I just said. Okay. To the north. To the north. Yeah, Sorry, so you I asked choose me. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. One of them. And then there's a, the, the yeah. south entrance. Uh, did you did you encounter any old records in Dwarven? She says, we are not the first ones here. She says, she says we've been requested to be stationed here to try to uncover the uh, the secrets of the forge, the secrets of the uh, the legendary craftsman that was once here. And you had a failure there. And she says, he says, we, uh, he says, they came to us because we were somebody else. He says, Who's we they? are but contractors. Who's, uh, the, the Skull Bashers. So the Skull Bashers. Or Skull, whatever. Skull, yeah, skull Bashers. Skull Bashers. The skull Bashers came to you. I am the Skull Bashers. So you are hired? Yeah. Who are the Skull Bashers? Uh, she says, the Dwarven, uh, the Dwergar clan of, and she named some Dwargar clan that I should have uh, named beforehand. Mishelmore. Uh, Gelvendar. Gelvendar. I'm writing it down. <laughs> the Dwargar clan of, uh, uh, she uses the Dwarven word that isn't Dwarven. It's more like the, the, the us clan, and it's always a little offensive because dwarves use it to refer to dwarven clans, and yeah. dwergar use it to refer to dwergar clans. Yeah, and both take umbrage with the other side using well, it to refer it's to like their the own church saying, "Oh, you know, the church." But it's like that. It's yes. like that. Yeah. Uh, what, what, what did we just say the name of that? Gelvendar. Gelvendar. We've heard that name before, right? I just came up with that like a second. Which one? Gelvendar. I swear, that no, was in new dwarven history stuff. I hope so. Hey, you can always you can always hope. Gelvindar. I feel like Gelvindar is totally the but maybe yeah, yeah. make an entrance on Forgotten Realm Wiki. And hired the so Durgen, this Smith guy was the Lord of Kunrakar. Is that accurate? So this wasn't just a, a big Smith. This was the guy of that fucking Smith. Of this place. He's le- that was apparently his forge, is what I'm gathering. Well, I know he was legendary amongst the dwarves. I didn't realize that this hole here was yeah. his. Dang. This was his, the, the, this is where they retreated to after their home was destroyed by orcs. Uh, and then apparently this was destroyed by orcs. Nemera, did you ever give uh, Knights get any dwarven artifacts or magical items that you found here? 
He says, we did not find any magical items here. Mm-hmm. He says, like I said, we are the, who knows? Or he says, the Dwergar clans, the, 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 the Gelvendar, they've been trying to uncover the secrets of this place for, uh, for decades. I don't know, a hundred years. I don't know how long they don't give us all of their plans. He says, we were hired to come here. Uh, they want a, a different set of minds on the problem. He says, we were told that we would get, share in the endless riches if we, that we would earn if we could uncover this. He says, I send status reports monthly. Mogleans in and says, how long do you think the dragon has been here? He says, way longer than we have. He says, we were given instruction to, we were given instruction to, to feed the dragon, as it were, to keep it at bay. Scoffs and he says, Ugh, then it's just as likely that Shadow well, Butt has whatever Adric left behind as anything else. Off here the same? Well, perhaps we should exhaust our other options before we try to take on another dragon? Truly, and about 21 Moonbeards as well. You aren't here for the forge? Mock says, uh, Mock says, We're here for as many reasons as you know and more. He says, What's through that, that, that passage there? He says, that passage leads to the uh, to the old kitchens. He says, "He says it is uh, it is defended with traps." Oh. Can you disarm them? No, they were not created by us. Oh, well, we'll take care of that eventually. Love to leverage these traps against the mud. He says, "We made the mistake when we first came in here to take a couple chances in the other rooms. Quickly found that the advice that we were given was best followed." Mox says, right, in living chambers then for your people through this door? She gestures to the six beds that are in the circle around there. It's to the west. She says, my living chamber? Huh. You are a liberal then. She says, yes. Complete with all your valuables then. No matter, what would you do if we let you leave here alive? She looks, she says, I would return to... What was the town you're from? Skullport. I would return to Skullport. <laughs> and? She says, get on with my life. Doing this what? contract now? is over, clearly. Dresden, do you expect a turn? Almost with Scottish. <clears throat> do you expect her to turn over a new leaf and take up the mantle of Priest of Morden if we let her go? As long as she harries us, no more. I don't care what she chooses to do. See, except you've been defeated and hold no other ire against us. If we let you leave here alive, you'll let us be. She says, uh, she says, I will swear revenge against you in the long term for killing my comrades. She says, but in this day, in this month, this year, we can call it a truce. Dressing can have all the words yeah. he wants with this person. But she, she says, looks, but, she, I, but she, she meets Mox's eyes. She, and looks, she knows that, like, she looks to Mock. It's like yeah. looking at Stringer Bell and being yeah. like, "Yeah, of course I'm going to walk no, out." No, no. So she she looks to Mock and says, "But I can see the warrior in this one." He says, "It says we've clashed before. I can see it in his eyes. I'm not getting out of here alive." What was the name of the people that I heard? Skullbashers. And Albex, Albex says, Gelwindor. Yeah, I know the feeling. Yeah, he says, he says, uh, Dwerger, you know, he, he says, you know, you're on the thinnest of ice. 
and you you dancing out of here with some sort of promise of uh, better days or eventual revenge rings as hollow as me saying I'm gonna be attending your wedding in next next spring. He says uh, he says let's conclude this conversation and then you're gonna get tied up and thrown in that temple until we're ready for another conversation. She puts her hands out and she says, "Put yourself in my position. If it was uh." If it was a band of my people coming upon you and uh, and asking you to uh, uh, and, as, and offering you to leave and off giving offering the same deal, it says, in uh, it says, I do believe the best you could do is simply stay the revenge. Uh, he says, Mark says, I don't fault you. He says, I don't fault you, but put yourself in my position. I'm doing you a courtesy by giving you more more hours to breathe. He says, uh, he says, we've knocked over half of this, uh, half of these ruins already with no help from you. And he says, barring the nice bit with the dragon. She points to the door and says, you haven't been through that door? Which, which door? Not the north, north door. door. He says, nay? He says, nay. He says, as you have not been even close to half of this place. Oh. Mark at uh, that strokes his beard and he says, uh, he says, hmm. Scrimcorn chuckles and says, you're starting to prove your value and maybe extend your lifespan. Mark says, uh, Mark says, he says, uh, he, that, that, that he looks to Drustin and he says, he says, three hours, Drustin, tick tock. Uh, find a place to store her Twergar and let's go through that door. Uh, who's the guy that's good with ropes? Uh, I tied up someone before. Doesn't mean I'm good with them, but... It is a sleight of hand, right? Yeah, it was, I was... I think it was as good as anyone... Uh, no, no. I was as good as anyone until Dax Shadowstalker Oh, yeah, Dax Shadowstalker knows ropes. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Dax, can you tie her up? <laughs> and he's already got rope in his hand. Yeah. Like since Mock said we're gonna tie you up, yeah. Dax like already had a rope taut in his hand. But tying rope. Yeah. Let, let, let's tie her up and uh, put, put her in the desecrated ring. Put her in the desecrated ring. Tying rope. All right. Uh, did she, has she shrunken back to normal size? Oh uh, yeah, she did a while ago. She been? Is she in the room already? Yeah. We, she, we so we tie her up. And she we away from us, put her in here. Basically. Baron says, "How do I do Baron's voice?" Oh, oh, rough. oh, oh. Why do we take so many prisoners? It just slows everything down. Almost not willing to let her go. Mark says, "That's Mark. not what I meant." Mark says, "If we haven't even scratched the surface of this place, perhaps there's more questions to be asked." Her. I have to say, I and, on, and honestly, if if she escapes. She'd be a fool to turn to turn on us at this point. I have to agree with Ben. We have to make sure she's dead. Now she doesn't get out of here. If she ever gets back to school, <laughs> yeah, you're like I'm. They're fucking connected. Oh. We're gonna have some shit on our hands if she ever gets back there. At that point, Mark literally just throws oil vein and knife, and he says, "Do what you must." He's done with it. <laughs> and it also, as from a from a just from a courtesy standpoint. If we let her go, just scot-free, it's going to break Obek's heart. Obek <laughs> <laughs> well, says, aww. That's the best reason she's got pulling for her. He says, uh, but he says, 
He says, then, then sounds like we'll go it alone again. Real quick, she asked if we were here for the forge. Is that forge over there that significant? I think so. Mark says, these, these Dwergar are pitiful smiths compared to, uh, compared to my kin. But six months is no small effort. He says, I know Dwergar toil and they're industrious creatures. He says, uh, he says, I have, I have a better chance of winning the, uh, <laughs> the, the, uh, Hall lottery than I do, than I do stepping in there and solving that riddle in the next few hours. He says, oh. I'll put that on my bucket list of something to spend a year on before I'm dead, but my chances are now is good. He, he, not... he just gestures in the temple room, he's just like, Would you not want knows? me to, to take a shortcut and use some magic? He says, whatever you can tell me, certainly. What if that forge was used to craft the rings Aye. for the daughters? Uh, give me 20 that... minutes. Yeah, this magic is insane. Yeah. We did not so we know earlier. that it's enchanted. I use that to detect magic, that it has enchantment magic. Greg, is the forge something I could test identify, identify on? Um. No. Okay. It is not a magic item. Okay. It is an enchanted thing. Something it's I kind of like how uh, if there's a magic trap. Yeah. You can't use identify yeah. to discern it's the nature that of that trap. It's a different arcana. It's a different thing. The skill, in order yeah. to try and tell what it does. Okay. Yeah. Potentially. Uh, don't, roll that, don't, don't roll it yet. You're gonna do it right now. I mean, you guys got this loose end. You haven't tied her up yet. You were oh no, we tied it. her up and threw her in that room. Oh, da- Dax is tied. Dax did that. Dax oh, did. sorry. I thought there was a discussion. Right. Now so, the discussion is going to kill her. Honestly, honestly, I was making sure she was in the room. Yeah. Honestly, honestly, like, yeah. I missed that. Pause this. Like, I want oil in your. I threw a knife. Oh yeah. Gotta kill us. That's. I didn't hear the follow up to throwing the knife. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. Let's go back to that. I'm not gonna kill her because of. Living in school, but we, we we always knew to stay away from them. So I'm not gonna. I'm not going there. I, I'm suddenly very is, concerned about killing her. Then tell us a little more. You didn't touch them. They swaggered around town, like you, they owned it. At least the section. They didn't ask for too much. They knew how far to stay back away from the the authorities. But you need to stay clear of them. They're dangerous people. How much would it have cost to, to send a troop of six of them halfway across the the, uh, the Sword Coast and up to the spine of the world for six months? What would that cost? It's not something I would know, but it does seem pretty weird because it's fucking far away. Can't now, imagine it's cheap. Now I really don't want her letting on the run because if they're that dangerous, we do not need Who's them it? and the Mudbeards on Who our tail. sent them again? Delvendar. Yeah. Or Delvendar. The Dwergar clan. That's right. Uh, Mock just says, he's, he looks at Oilvay and he says, This here is me trusting you. She's gotta die. Well, at least before we leave. He says, You don't want her in that room tied up. I just don't want her going back to Skullport and then people know what happened here. He thinks for a second. She tied up in there. You guys are yeah, talking separately. It's a separate yeah. room. Okay, understood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was, if we started talking in her presence, scrim would be like. Oh, Dax yeah. returns. Yeah. She. You could just have she ain't answer. going nowhere. <laughs> she knew you, Dax. She, and Mox says, says, "I told you. 
I'm the most famous assassin in the world. Vox says, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll solve this for once and for all before we move on. Before we move on. I think it's a good idea. Does that mean you're going to kill her? Nah, back to you. Oh, well, let me untie her first. That rope is pricey. <laughs> he says, aye, aye. Just don't cut through it. It's never good once it's bloodstained. Mox says, Mox says. And then actually, I'm he shrugs and says, or I could just do it for you. You're going to... I, I don't see any value. If we're that worried about her going back, we should just do this now. Dax has got his blades out. She, he's like walking that direction. She can literally go invisible. Mox says. <laughs> Mox says. He says. Yeah. He says. Well, he says. Oilvane is not ready for this to happen. Because he's like he was gesturing for it, and you're like, well, before we go. Well, well I think that he's wanted. That was as long as we do it before we go. Not like a as in we wait. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> then, then, then Mark gives it the nod. He's like, all right then. Dax, Dax you want another Dax. notch in your belt? Why Dax, I can like you. Dax curtsies again. Oh, and heads up. Uh, <laughs> oh, that curtsies. Heads into the room. Darker. And uh, you don't hear a noise. Then he comes back out. Okay. All right. He comes back he out, does. and he's got his sharpener. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. That's not something normally that I would, as a player, or even even as a character would do, but I think that was, like, something that worried him enough. There still, there seemed like some, like... Do you want her sitting in your, uh, holy room? We'll be clearing that place later. Yeah. It just, he he noted some hesitation, and it was just like, again, Mock didn't know if it was like, he was young, or like, what was up, you're like, he needs to go... But then again, it was it was, really it was well that. played. It was well played. Ke- Kel and, and Sam tuned in and fed that line. Why do we take so many prisoners? Uh, <laughs> it led to that prisoner being killed right now. Yeah, well, it started that, the conversation. That, it was your fault. Her blood is on your hands. Well, I feel like Oilvane didn't want to say something quite yet, and then once Baron voiced it, all of a yeah. sudden, well, I mean, like, he's just, like, yeah, out of here, yeah. 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 was trying to find someone to question for a long time. And yeah. finally, you have like a dwarf who is like an open book, and like five minutes later, like it's time to kill her all of a sudden. Like, yeah. So I mean, but but <laughs> the, the, the kid had a need. The kid had a concern. Yeah, that was uh, not an easy thing. Oh, sorry, uh, Justin. Uh, it was looking back towards that room and saying uh, uh, this room with the forges in it, and it's saying, uh, "Well, they were sent here for the forges by the dwarf." Could that be Adric's secret? What, what is Adric's secret? Uh, should we stay here and study it? Should we go through the room? Cousin, what should we do? Mock says, Mock says, TikTok thrusting. Check out the, uh, check out the enchanted forge, and then we'll open one more door. But if two thirds or more of the ruins lie that way, he says, eventually we're gonna have to find a place to make a stand. And I think it's more likely that place is behind us rather than ahead. So Justin's gonna go back into this room, and I'll okay, stop you on doing that. Um, he uh, 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 Bar comes with you and uh, hands you his uh, lucky, his lucky, lucky cricket. Uh, uh, oh, I think this is. He'll help you find the right page. I don't think this is. What do you mean? It's a swamp cricket. Oh, it's a swamp cricket. Tickles. Oh, we got him the beard. <laughs> um, and he's gonna look through his books. And see if he knows what this forge does. He's actually not trained in Arcana. Hmm. I'll roll a quick. Oh, uh, so you're spending some time doing that. Are the rest of you guys going somewhere else during this time? 
Yeah, no, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait. Time. I'm gonna wait before oh. I start opening and, like the door full of. Like, I mean, tra- a trap you, do, you do have this door that you like. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah you guys should. We haven't gone there, but we have a door, from there. a trap door. We have a like an undead door, and then we have that door. So yeah. Well, that I think he's just gonna be searching. That's that. Those were her living quarters. It's just yeah. like a treasure. Yeah. So you should go in there while I. Yeah. She said this was her living quarters. We have no, no idea. No, 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 no. This was the living quarters of the others. She said, this where did your doors live? Uh, she said, I look so, like that. And I said, oh, okay. that's where her valuables gotcha. live. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I misunderstood. Yeah, we can go there. What's the. How do you um, aid someone? Do you have to be trained in a skill to no. aid someone? So if I'm just, just with it. you. Hey, Kevin. I can. What's your arcana? Three. What's yours? It's three, but I'm trained in. I don't know if that. Yeah. You want to aid me? So if I just aid you, does it give you advantage? Just by virtue of that? Yep. I will definitely do that. So I can't help a lot. I put my fingers in pages for well, you. Well, no, we're talking about it. Well, have you seen things like this before? Oh, I noticed the craft of it. It kind of reminds me of that one village where we were looking yeah. for the old tomb. No, the uh, old, they had an old elven town that had a weird forge in it. Didn't, oh, it didn't make any sense why they had that. Yeah, we thought it was haunted. But it turns out it was just a sheet that was left in the wind out there. I don't know why they would put that there. It was uh, very disconcerting. We spent days hiding from that ghost. <laughs> Those were good times. Oh, it was a good time. Uh, so I'm studying. We're studying the forge. Are you? Yeah, we, we'll, I'll go. I'll grab Oilvein and come over here. Oilvein and, and Bear Jock. Check out. Check out the living quarters. Check out that bedroom. And while he does, he he strikes up a conversation with Oilvein. Like, are any people gonna come looking for these guys? Let's say we've killed them all. Do we need to do anything more to like bury the evidence? I think it would help, probably. I mean, to be honest, I'm not as well. I know about the reputation, but in terms of the operations, I don't really know many details. But I would say it wouldn't hurt. Store some of those bodies, either in the fires or down the river. Maybe that might work. He says, uh, yeah, he says, uh, to be honest, I've used a forge for this before. <laughs> <laughs> you have raised my confidence. <laughs> uh, it burns it. Everything. You're like, right now, that's the kind of person I actually want to be traveling with. Yeah. So, I was thinking, we are facing the sort of challenges where those skills are more important than I know which side the knife and fork go on. It's true. Walks on a lot of crafting and a lot of killing. Pretty much just I thought you meant dispose of bodies using an anvil, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh my god! You just it's take so it, you crush it in half, crush it those in half, so and you crush each of those in half, and then you have a lot of pieces. Of it's like folding steel. You crush it one more time. You exactly. hammer until you have a fine pulp. Yeah, just a you... nice little powder. Yeah. Oh my god. That's why when you said you did it before, I was like, evaporate the liquid, left. Oh. It's <laughs> Who is this party? Cremation yeah. by the hammer. Four. Exactly. Okay. It's a. It's a. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> all right, so you guys are splitting up. You were splitting the party. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yes. So for the next ten minutes, Absolutely. we're taking the huge bird with us. Yeah. Okay. So you guys are heading off uh, into that. Wait, when I say you guys, let's see. Bear jaw, oil Mock. vein, and Mock. Mock. We're heading going off to bed towards uh, Nimera's bedchamber. Her bedchamber. And and how about we have Baron with us? Yeah. And the two. Uh, so Baron, Drustin, Scrimcorn. And perfect. Grumbar? No, he's not here. Grumbar? Uh, are heading over to go study a little bit more in the forges. Yes. Um. And uh, and then you got Abek and Dax. You're standing guard. I love that you're just like. They're just like they just keep being on their own. Yeah, they're like, totally bonding. 
You hear, as you guys are walking in towards the river, you hear Abek speak to Dax and says, So, uh, like, what's your take on, on, on my chances here? Like, what chances of, of getting out of this alive? Like, I've really been trying to be loyal to them. And then just trails off as yeah. you head into the Like, again, like, Abek just is like, the fire is turning even hotter and hotter. We're just like, eh, no, we're just going like, to kill it right now. Yeah, Dax is like... Well, he's also feeling a little bit like... He's feeling a little bit like he's got a he's got a little bit of a success here, which is this other guy who was super cooperative, just got off for not much more than didn't like the 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 symbol on his belt flag. Did not like basically. And so I'm like feeling a little bit like problems within the next ten years. No, no, not just that. (laughs) He also outranks just based on time, Dax. Yeah. So he's he actually has more seniority than the other two party members, and we killed the bottom one. It's gonna be, <laughs> so, it's gonna be brutal when his house of cards comes tumbling down. <laughs> in his eyes, in his eyes, he's full like Stockholm syndrome, where he's like, they love me. Big time. He's like, uh, Dax would give me a, a good word here. Dax is like, to be honest, if you're gonna die, they're probably gonna get me to do it. It's true. That's what one of us can go. Just. I think anyway. ever since Dax showed up, well, Vane was like, he's like, all back is like, man, just, just suck it up. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'll do you guys first. Uh, Arcana with a uh, lucky we cricket on top. Cricket! Oh, damn it. Ah, damn damn it. nation. Uh, this is a one. 12, 13. Hmm. Huh. I think. We really. It's a four. We invested. The. Is enchanted? What'd you get? 13 total. So you spend some time with the magic here. Describe what you're doing. So he's looking through his journals of past forges that they've encountered. They were reflecting on their past adventures, finding old tombs and stuff. Um, And he's kind of looking at the runes and such on it and looking up the old dwarven, the celestial fort, the the draconic fort, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Looking at different interpretations of it and really just kind of researching the notes he's taken. He's not actually trained in Arcana. He was never trained to be a wizard. And it's through his study of ruins that he has learned how to do any of this. So he's just looking through his see. notes on ruins. Was he a wizard before he left? No. Oh, I didn't realize oh, that. Oh, no, not at all. He studied magic at all. No, no, no. He learned magic. You've got kind of a system. narrative justification for being a low-level wizard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah, really you just starting out, especially in a dwarven like, lifespan. Self-taught. You're like, yeah, just started. Yeah, he's like Indiana Jones, but less cool, and the things he <laughs> finds make magic happen, and he's learned how to use the magic just by being around him. I missed the fact that you... Uh, yeah, no, no, no. He was he was being trained to take his dad's job as, like, a librarian. Like, that, that's why... So he had some interest in... He had a lot of interest in studying yeah. and, and, and the bookish But he kept nature. asking questions that they... that his teachers didn't want to answer, and his uncle Faldrick was like, hey, I heard those questions. Let's explore in the ruins of Gontelgrim. Yeah, sounds like a great idea. That's this definitely could. That's why a lot of your stuff is like item based. You pull yeah, out the evil horn. Exactly. Like you're just Gontel ringing a bell. You're not necessarily yeah. casting a spell. No, no. But it's a little bit of both. Yeah, the, little lines bit of the lines blurred. I mean, he's yeah, learned how to use these relics gotcha. in a mental way where someone else could. So, um, so yeah, what 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 Drusting can tell easily here is that um, is that these are enchanted. Um, And and you knew that before. Um, What you can also tell is that these are enchanted with... um, This this is really powerful magic. Uh, You know, 
compared to what you 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 realized on a cursory examination that this isn't just I mean there's how long it's lasted um, you know potentially if those who enchanted it fell in the sacking of this place like long past the enchanter's death um, and that's notable because any enchantment that can last a long time without concentration and maintenance is is notable um, and you can tell that you know it's, it, it would definitely help with the crafting uh, of using these sorts of things but much more than the nature of that is it's just not in Drustin's wheelhouse yeah. but but the fact that it is it is very very powerful magic um, it is strong enchantments whoever did this was a was a you know a it has well purpose. studied well practiced wizard yeah mock okay. Oil vein. Bear jaw. Bear jaw. Bowser Galactica. <laughs> if you didn't say that, we just would have <laughs> walked out wrong. I saw a high school student with a, like a bumper sticker stuck to her laptop. So Bear Speeds Bowser Galactica. I was like, I want that sticker so bad. It's really good. All right. Um, okay. Opening up the door there. into the room that appears to be a bedchamber. In one corner to the south stands a large wooden sleeping platform, um, badly gouged by axe blows and partially burned. There's a table, a bench, and a writing desk that uh, have been treated similarly. In the middle of the southern room, I, we lost room on our mat to draw it, but it's just a big rectangle. Um, in the middle of the southern wall, there's a space that's been cleared for a simple sleeping pallet and a pair of large satchels. And there are two doors uh, that exit the room to the north, in addition to the one on the west oh, wall, which you can see. More doors. Yeah. Uh, so I don't want to take 10 to search this room, especially with more doors. Well, Let's... we're taking 10 over there anyways. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Might, might as well take that 10 then. Roll, roll, roll a perception check or investigate. Perception, right? Um, it is perception. Someone aid. What's your perception? Uh, my perception is mine's plus four. Oh, that's right. Did you beat that or not? No. Why don't you guys aid me? And just the two doors to the north, by the way, are um, you can tell because your understanding of construction. Yeah. These are uh, these doors are. I don't want to say flimsy. They, they're the they're the the, the modern equivalent of of interior uh, okay. cheap doors. They are, they're nice, because everything here is well-constructed. But these are obviously doors um, that are sort of part of this chamber. Um, and knowing that this is a private bedchamber, um, like, you look at it and go, yeah, that's got to be a, a, a bathing room, probably, uh, and right. something like that. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, like, again, if we're going to search, search it all together, Mock will open up those doors, give it, see what they are, and yeah. then... They're like, it doesn't even, like, seal all the way. Right, like, it's absolutely. I mean, again, if he sees it. that, then yeah, he'll just open it up and we'll search the whole space at once. Yeah. So, indeed, the door in the uh, northwest corner is a small uh, bathing area with two uh, small clay tanks to hold wash water. A very yeah. common uh, dwarven uh, bathing room. We do bathe. And the northeast door opens up into a me, but... closet uh, with mildewed remnants of several cloaks. Oh, oh. So yeah, here, cool. here's, here's the mighty Again, wall. A man of several clubs. Sorry, I've did so far. You're going to get better. So I got a 21 on my search. That's what the aid was. 
Right. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, as uh, Bearjaw and uh, Oilane start helping me toss this place, Bearjaw, of course, more vigorously. Oilane are certainly more oily than the rest of our searchings, but um, <laughs> yeah, we, we 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 start start digging in, see what we can find. Um. So, a lot of old remnants here. This was. Um, Based on the location in here and everything, this is probably the chamber of Durgeddon. Um, it's it's based on the like. There's a lot that Mock can just understand. Being a craftsman, you know, he's a he's a, a jeweler by by he's strict. A, he's trade. a jeweler, but he has spent significant time as a mason and a smith. Like, yeah, he is a guy who like spent his first twenty years in the mines. Second twenty years, like again. Smelting ore and just fixing horseshoes and then becoming a more skilled smith, and they earned his way into like a clan crafter apprenticeship. Yeah. Like, so if you're just, if you're a clan all crafter, built. Yeah, what's, what was his title? It was uh, clan, clan crafter is the title. Clan it's, crafter. It's, it's yeah. a, a renowned. So he knows a lot yes. about everything, and he knows a whole lot about his like specific jewel crafting. Exactly. crafting is That's yeah. the base. So you know, mock. There, there's a there's an architectural like overall sort of design of this place that as as more doors are open the picture becomes clearer to mock like mock can just start sort of estimating how much larger areas are here based on like well with this big of this it would need you know even the the worship room right yeah. there's like only so much room so that kind of tells you a lot about how many people were here and right. you know the population size and yeah, all of yeah. this and this room here, based on its position, the ceremonial sort of throne and meeting room here, almost definitely the bedchamber. Right, the dwarves would never have a place without a, without a ceremonial chamber that could, could at least have at least the whole population plus some guests. And if that's the main room here, then like that infers blah, yeah. blah, blah, these kind of things. So this is probably the chambers of Durgeddon. And uh, you can see the evidence of fighting that happened here probably long ago. These chips, these axe blows and everything are... are in line with the desecration and uh, and everything else, probably done by the orcs um, all around that time when this place fell. That being said, in um, so you find uh, you find a bunch of useless old stuff that's just super old. A bunch of like the detritus, like you know, like the mildewed uh, um, the the. The, the mildewed cloaks are all sort of pushed into the closet. Those that have stayed in here. Dwergar aren't one for comfort, right? They're utilitarian. It's like, ah, just get that in the closet, shut the door. Problem solved, right? There's no reason to go dump it down into the river. Like, it's not causing a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the smell. Um, a dwarf that would take up residence here, even for a month, would be like, I'm going to clean up this place a little yeah, bit. Yeah, uh, probably even polish off these axe swings. Into, like, fixing stone is like fixing sheetrock for humans. Yeah. It's like, come on, let's patch this up. That's, that's gross. Yeah. So, um, so you're seeing a lot of sort of what you would expect based on the recent <clears throat> residence and the, the warfare that you know uh, befell this place. Um, you do easily find a secret door in the Ooh, um, closet. Wonderful. Uh, uh, which you were expecting to find um, because a secret um, escape route from the main uh, from the main bedchamber would just that's just good practice. Yeah. But you wouldn't be surprised if there's another secret chamber out of here that you have not found yet. That's right. Um, this could be the decoy secret ch- uh, uh, escape route. Yeah. Um, 
you know, slam that door shut, and then your pursuers yeah. are like, we found the secret the door. When you live in tunnels, it's not like being in the forest, and all of a sudden, at a moment's notice, you can go 360 degrees. Like, it's so confining that you need to engineer yep. ways for convenience and for defense to be able to access point. You don't, you, no one wants to be pigeonholed. So you can tell there's a secret door there, but he's not opening it, um, yeah. unless you tell me that you no, are. Not, not um, <clears throat> no surprises in the, uh, in the washroom. Doesn't look like the Dwerger. I put it to much use. Um, Kevin Lemon for that. Pot calling the kettle black bear. And uh, <laughs> you do find uh, uh, you do find some uh, um, uh, some coinage and, uh, and and stuff in the satchels, which I will get you yeah. in a moment. But you are distracted from that for as you are searching around in this chamber. You have to give me a moment here. I, I don't yeah, have this way to. Uh, Plenty of blue moon sea. As you are searching the southern wall, sort of clear area, and you're just looking at it, you know, sort of like looking at the stonework. Suddenly, you uh, you feel what would it be? Like a discharge, like a pressure change in the room, like a <clears throat> like a suddenly like air sucked out of your lungs, just like the slightest bit. In your ears, you'd feel very sensitive to air pressure. Yeah, like yeah, your right? eardrums just kind of like flex. And like, uh, who who would know anything about this? Maybe a little, maybe Oil Vein a little bit, although he's uh, just a young punk teenager. Um, <laughs> That's a fact. It's but but you know we've we've talked about how magic and magic energy is sort of every, he's most, a sorcerer sorcerer's in his magic in his blood even if he doesn't know it that's true that's he, true he, he, he's so oil vein oil vein feels it especially he's when spent he, more time with magic than dressing probably when he feels this when he feels this pressure change it's not just a physical thing like maybe that's all mock is uh, uh, interpreting yeah. but oil vein can feel that rush of magic energy something sealed like deeply like suddenly releasing um uh, it is felt like like oil vein has before when he has cast a new spell for the first time like something that has always been inside him that he just didn't know how to release yet and then he does for the first time that like feeling arm starts rippling yeah like yeah it's got like it's got like a, a a rippling a tingle to it and uh that's the sort of like general feeling but this is not coming from within him this is coming from without um, this is coming from the environment, but it, it evokes that same feeling of sort of old, latent um, energy being like finally released. Um, and what Ma feels is that pressure and part of the wall that he was looking at just cracks outward uh. towards him. But that's it. Like the stonework just like buckles. like buckles outwards. And he had like looked at that spot and found nothing unusual. Right. It's just smooth stone. Right now it is buckled outward and it's all cracked and broken like something was trying Mock to get immediately step back and looks at the surrounding structures to see if it's going to come down. Like, cavens are like, like, that's like one of the number one hazards. You're in a troop, you're out of time, like, look for it and there's like protocol and he's like about ready to like call cavens. Like, he's going into like his, his old, like his, his, his youth of like tunnel fighting and like his look, like scanning for like, for like destruction that's about to come down upon him. Mock, uh, he's in like full business like, mode alert. looks. And there's no other evidence of uh, of what would lead to Nothing a cave. Around very, it like, very isolated. Like this is not some structural problem in the overall stone. It seems uh, very isolated to like we're talking like a like a one foot square, one square foot 
square against the wall. He goes in to investigate that, I mean, and starts very lightly just, like, touching the stone, trying to, like, let his hands learn what may have happened there. It was definitely magic. Something very old just happened right there. Uh, he looks it's back and he says, he says, uh, keep your eyes shut. Let's see what this is. It'll do. He, um, you, so what are you doing? Yeah, he's gonna go, he's gonna go forward, and man, he, he doesn't learn with his, he's not, as much as, so, he'll put his jeweler's scope in, because that does give him a level of attention, but like, he's just, his hands are kind of what he uses to just interface in like yeah. intuitive ways, and so he goes in and just again, with the lightest of touch, starts kind of exploring, like again, looking for imperfection, looking for literally instructions on what the next step might be here. If there's something to advance, like again, picking up with like the, the fact that this might be Durgetin's chamber, like just like the, the the stakes here have risen, and so like barring any immediate danger, he's just like he's pulled into this like this invitation. What he sees, yeah, um, you know, first thing Mock would check for and like crack stone here is airflow, right? Yeah. What's 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 on the other side, and he finds nothing. Uh, leading him to believe that the, this does lead into a chamber. It's not a chamber that, uh, uh, it's not a through street. Um, and so... Cul-de-sac. Yeah, it is. Uh, so that it doesn't seem like there's, air is not flowing in, in either way, which he would expect, especially something that hasn't been opened in a while. There would be a pressure differential and you'd be getting like an immediate draft and he's not getting any of that. So if this if this does open up into something, it's not it's not going anywhere Far and it must not be large because even if it were like a closet, they w- he would expect a thing. Like so, if there's a if there's something behind it, it must be very small. Um, and uh, uh, looking at it, he sees it looks like stone that has been blasted from the other side. You know, he's done his his fair share of uh, explosive yeah, based yeah. uh, demolition based you know mining uh, uh, and, and construction. Um, it's not how the dwarves always do things, but it is one of, one of the many methods that well, dwarves... Right, I mean, right. When you solve a particularly sticky problem or you need speed over, over quality, which yeah. sometimes plans merit. Uh, and this feels like, this feels like a, a, you know, like a demolition force from, uh, from the other side. But, smelling, he's also not smelling, you know, the, the, uh, the gunpowder, really I guess it would be. The, 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 the smells that you would expect right, right. from, the chemicals from any, of the, uh, uh, any of the chemical explosives that he would be aware of. And, and no unknown smell either that, uh, he, that from a, like, it could just be something he's not sure. seen before. There's plenty of... Um, That's crazy. So it was like something blasted these blocks forward and now they're just sitting here, like, without risking any sort of collapse. Like, somehow these are non-structural yeah, bricks that just... Like blast it out. Yeah. So I mean, again, with with very very delicate care towards the rest of the the, the masonry, starts removing the blocks. Uh, give that a little explanation. It's got to blow my nose. Yeah. No worries. Uh, and uh, again, he, he fortunately not only has the tact of the tools, um, bringing out his stonemason's tools, which he always keeps with him. There's an overlap between climbing and stonemason's tools, and so he's got a he's got a, uh, a, a hooked uh, stonemason's uh, 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 hammer, and, and with that hooked edge, he can much more delicately start start peeling away some of the some of the mortar. Um, again, a, a very a very fine steel uh, chisel uh, with a very hardened edge, you know, such that he can easily kind of tackle in very delicate ways, like softer stone, without without compromising the effectiveness of the tool. 
um, and starts. So he starts breaking away mortar, kind of just working it in there, like a little bit of like a kind of a cat's paw type action, just kind of crow, crowbarring it a, a little bit towards. And uh, and and again, you know, these are things where you like you're, you're working it slowly, uh, you know, one one leg at a time. Um, and, and then separating the blocks from each other, right? Like ideally, if you have like a four block section, you're gonna wanna like take one of those blocks out at a time. See if you can, see see what you can see behind it without, uh, again, moving any more than you have to. So um, he, he, he basically took the most, the, the, the smallest block with the most damaged mortar and just basically freed that slowly and then just removed that one piece. So that now is like a hole through that one stone Leaving the rest of the blocks mostly intact, and pe- peers through the hole to see what what might be under the side. And peering through the hole, I would say with a light, but really it's just with his dark vision. Uh, <laughs> with my dark vision, he goes to guns. Uh, peering through the hole, he sees a simple, um, leather-bound book, Ooh. just sitting there in a small. One foot, one square foot opening, and call it one foot back. It's just wow. a small little. And does he sense any odors from, from like any sort of explosion? Was this like no? I mean, hand and the hand book, into the and the book itself is laid, you know, like centered, yeah. flat. Like it doesn't look like it just got smashed. Nor is the stone inside this now one cubic foot of space. Yeah. Nor is the stone on the other sides like bowed outwards. Right. It's just yeah. I mean, again, he even, with the shit, like, I feel like Winston in Ghostbusters, like, the shit I've seen since I've been working here for the last two months will turn you white. Like, he doesn't, he's not even beyond asking questions. He just it's reaches true. in and grabs that book. He needs it. Now. He grabs it, and he pulls it out. And starts flipping through. And nothing happens. First thing, uh, first thing Mox sees, he's immediately just flipping through. Yeah. Is Oilene saying anything during all this? Fire Lord! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I hope somebody does. <laughs> Treasures of the Ice Lords. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's not, the, that's not the same as the other one. We're fine. Um, yeah, what does it say on the cover? What is it? So, Mock immediately just, like, opens it up eagerly, right? Yeah. And uh, there's a couple things Mock notices immediately. It's written in uh, a dwarven hand. It's written in dwarven script. Um, so, a little language and the alphabet of dwarven. Yeah. Um, it is, um, it, the cover is very finely, very finely crafted. Like, this is really solid leatherworking, uh, uh, on the cover. Like, it sort of matches it the feels level. wonderful. Yeah, like, feels it's nice. It's the kind of leather you just think it's. And it's got what you've come to see as, uh, Durgen's personal, uh, insignia. insignia on the cover. And not bearing the insignia of... Kunjakar, uh, or the the clan that I don't think we've ever actually named the clan that of dwarves that lived in Kunjakar, which in traditional dwarven meaning means that this is a personal effect of Durgedon and not official um, yeah. business of the stronghold. That's what the symbol alone is. You are just Everywhere else you've seen and on his armor, it's like he is Durgedon yeah. of Kunjakar in his official capacity. In his official, and you were just tickled that. The forge was a dead end for me and Dresden, but you got to find uh, us. I mean, sorry, I don't want to burst anyone's bubble, but the idea that he's thinking at all about Scrim or Dresden in any capacity at this point, <laughs> they couldn't be farther. Like, dear comrades, sure, 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 yeah, like, not a uh, more. The other <laughs> thing, the other thing Mock notices is how little uh, it is filled out. Oh, this yeah. is a, huh. 
Um, this is clearly a blank. I got his cliff notes. It's, okay. it's a it's oh, a it's a blank book. Oh wow. Um. Uh. You know, would they have ruling on it? No, probably. They, that's not how you would do no, it. No, because it's not for diagrams. If anything's grid. But uh, but it's not. It's 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 blank pages and only but the they first. They probably would be hide. So you can like yeah. you can scrape them clean and make edits and make like adjustments. They're I probably see. Like, really high but quality. It is many potential pages. Mm. Call it um, call it a fifty page um, book um, with only the first ten pages or so. What with, do they say? With writing in it. Every, everyone's tried to start writing a journal. You know, you're getting then you put it so much better than us in many things. Really on par. You put it behind a wall. What does it say? You definitely want to know what it says. Well, so here's a little bit of a metagame problem, which is I wanted to uh, prepare exact writing that's in there, but I don't uh, tell have me, it ready. You can tell me, tell me next time. It's fine. We, Couldn't we, tell you next time, but I, we, I, we have that. We have, we have that. You can put whatever you want behind that secret yeah. door. That'll keep us busy for half an hour. Um, <laughs> uh, your call, man. The first page. I will prepare the full verbatim yeah. writing later. He's just flipping. I'm going to give you some. Summary. I'm going to give you some paraphrased yeah. uh, bits here. I have some of it written. Good. Um, the first entry says, uh, "Arundel gave me this. Uh, Arundel gave me this journal to use. Said that writing down my." Mm. Insights. Personal feelings mm. could help deal with the uh, uh, deal with the pressures of leadership and uh, not exile. What would it be called? The state that this clan lives in. Uh, um, uh, refugee. Refuge. Yeah. Refuge. The state of uh, you know and and the the state of refuge and the uh, and the import that I have uh, to all the people that uh, that live here and, and drive to. Survive, and then there's like the difficulty of keeping things on the rails, you know. Like, and then there's a gap, and it says, "I don't know what I would use this for." He says, "Not my style, but Arundel said I should. I'll give it a shot." And as you flip through, you see, uh, uh, you see, there's another entry later, and uh, it's dated. So this was dated um, during. Still two hundred years. We figured this out last session. About 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 two hundred years, right? So this is you know this is about like two hundred and five years ago, and uh, it says it says today had to uh, make the difficult decision to um, today had to make the difficult decision to uh, exile one of our own. It says. He was stealing from uh, uh, he was stealing from the uh, from the kitchens, and everyone who's here knows the importance uh, uh, the importance in a situation like ours. Solidarity. Uh, solidarity is the utmost importance. He says the uh, the clan was split on what to do, and I had to make the call. And then uh, what was their name? And it says his name was. Magic Mammer. No, 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 no. His name was. Uh, uh, was it a male or female? It was a male, male dwarf name. Let's say his name was. Snatchel Grabbing. No, let's say his name was Turin. 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 Says his name was Turin. He will surely die in the cold. And uh, 
That was that was dated like six months after that first entry where he wow. said I didn't know what I would use it for. Yeah. And really keeping uh, it light there, they're getting cool around. <laughs> Only the good days then, right? And uh, two months after that entry, it says, I had a disagreement with Arundel today uh, about where to go from here. He is, uh, he is convinced that leaving this place is in our future. Uh, uh, to join with one of the great, uh, uh, to join with one of the, the great dwarven houses, yeah, houses, or uh, uh, or to find a more hospitable uh, location to build a permanent home. He says, "I don't agree. This is our home now. Kunjikar is it." He says, "We can uh, we can survive here. We can thrive here." And he says, "Arundil." Uh, Arundel hasn't spoken me, to me for two days because of the way we left it. And he says, I hope that he'll forgive me. Then, there's an entry. Uh, about a month after that. And said... Okay, I gotta think about this one. The wording here is important. Are you reading this out loud, Mark? Uh, or are you just reading I think we're just flipping through. Oh. If I'm reading the diary, so, what does it say, Mark? So, yeah, there you go. That's what we need. Like, Mark will just start reading it, and he says, he says, so you say, like, what's it say? And he just starts reading from where he was out loud. So like, he read, like, he read, like, half the first entry, half the first entry, like, but no, you're not there just in like, 10 minutes. <laughs> Well, you can get there right at the just end. Just the end of the thing. Well, I like the idea like, like you're reading this and it like totally, draws totally. the characters in. Totally, totally. I, I just laugh at people who be like, oh, I'm there too. Like, sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. I'll no, just no. mess with you. Yeah. I'm not going to have you walk in. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good. No, but so yeah, like, so he's reading, like, halfway through the first entry, you say, like, oh, read aloud. And so he just starts reading in, in stride. Like, you know, it doesn't break his concentration, but now it's, yeah, it's just, it's just echoing. Um, and maybe maybe people trick, trick, trickle in like you yeah say. yeah like huh but like yeah. like because you hear Mox's voice right like who's he talking to yeah yeah all that box what's it about all, all box box man <laughs> yeah, steals his fate he's been down in the other room with the other guy um you just read my do, journal then. do you guys know uh, the the name he mentioned before was that Dragon's wife Arundel no he mentioned Arundel it's a he Arundel oh, is a he uh, lastly um the 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 dwarven um let's see. Yeah, no. Never mind. Okay. I'm not following up on okay. the answer to that. Where I had heard Galvandar before. Where are you from? Dantelgrim. Dantelgrim. Where is Delvinar? What's Delvinar? What's Delvinar? Delvinar, Delvinar is, is my name. clan. Ah, that's, that's what it is. That's, that's the name that's similar. That okay. Yeah, it is. I got it. I thought it was Delvinar. Galvandar. Galvandar. There's no G in the other one. So two clans. Look, Dwarven has like six funnies. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's like Polynesian. There's also just another Delvinar clan. We're not related. All right. The next entry entry is like two months later. You're seeing that the the time gap is shortening. Maybe getting a little more comfortable with this whole journaling thing. Says, um, says, the clan is thriving. Uh, uh, says we're finally at a position where we're able to uh, we're able to trade and um, make our presence a bit more known to the outside world. He says we still must be very careful. The orcs that uh, sacked our original home, they know we got away. We know they must be looking for us. He says we'll be ready when they come, but today's not that day. 
says, and it goes on to say uh, that trade has been uh, uh, trade has been healthy. They've uh, sent out um, sent out multiple uh, uh, trade wagons and uh, and come back with a lot of coin. And uh, they say that they say that the the name Durgeddon still holds the weight out there that it uh, uh, that it did before we uh, before we disappeared. And there's a you can sense a pride in this mm. in this writing. Then another one, uh, four months later. It says, an old friend came to, uh... Came to call. Came to call, uh, this morning. He says, uh, uh... An old friend came to call. Adric. Oh. Um. That son of a bitch. Called in a favor. Uh, called in a favor to have me, uh, uh, to have me craft something for him. Um, Take your time, man. Uh, he says, Adric Amberhelm. He says, an old friend came uh, came to call this morning. Adric Amberhelm. Yes. That, uh, that, that guy looks ten year, or 50 years younger than I know he is. And he wouldn't ever tell me the truth if I asked him twice. <laughs> says, uh, um, says, we go back a long time. We both owe each other. Uh, we both owe each other a lot of favors. He says, he says we're even after this one. Uh, he says I don't like it he says he asked me to keep it off the books he said there's a secrecy surrounding this that doesn't sit well with me we're a secret clan and it's like it rambles for a bit like like just the 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 concept like, of there's like, so many reasons why this shouldn't be bothering me, but it just hangs in my craw. It does. Yeah, that's that's what he's saying. He's saying he's saying we've lived in secret here. We didn't tell the outside world that we had survived. Love people in the clan had loved ones on the outside, and we and, didn't tell and them. Abraham's always been like, our first guest. our first trade wagon did not disclose the 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 craftsman. There's a there's a word for it, like the um uh the. The location, or the I, I want to say, like, or, or like origin. martial arts um, has like the that that the lineage. lineage of there's like the crafting lineage of yeah. the things yeah, we were trading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they they were they were black label. Let's yeah. say the, the 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 weapons, the the goods we traded went out unmarked. Yeah, the goods it went out unmarked. Right, we filed off the serial numbers, and uh, you know, and he says, he says what Adric has asked of me is is no worse than any of that. He says. But I don't like that I don't understand why. And he says, but I wouldn't tell... Uh, and he just sort of like rambles on and he says, I'll do the work. I would. I never considered saying no, but here I am like, just like working it over in my mind again. Like a, like a stone, like a rough stone that you wish was just a little bit smoother. And he says, uh, uh, he says, that being said, a favor is a favor. These will be the finest amulets I've ever crafted. And, uh... Schematics? Bit of matter. It's so important. What jewels? I feel great. (laughs) 
says, Arundil, this is a day later. Arundil came to me today. He says he doesn't like the, uh, he doesn't like the amulets that we, um, that we are making. I haven't told him. I haven't told him who they were for. I gave my word I wouldn't say. I gave my word that I would keep it confidential. He says, Damn, I wish I'd forced him to tell me why. He says, it's not the actions that bother me. It's the, it's the not understanding, uh, it's not understanding why. He says, to keep something from a rune deal, it doesn't, it's not right. He says, he says, but I must, because if a dwarf's word, because uh, if a dwarf's word means nothing, the dwarf means nothing. And, uh, that's the end of that entry. Then it's later that day. He dates it and writes evening. Wow. wow. Um, and he says, Arundel continues to express concerns about this, uh, uh, about Adric's project. He says, he says that uh, he doesn't like the, uh, he doesn't like the energy in the, uh, in these gems that Adric, uh, Adric brought to me. And, uh, And then it just says again. It repeats. It says, "If a dwarf's word is nothing, the dwarf is nothing." It's like he's like reconvincing himself to just do it. Yeah, that's that's the sense you're getting. It's like, just like, dude, yeah, yeah, it's weird, it's weird, weird, but like, but whatever it is, fucking do it. And then he's just like, again, even that day, like, whatever, like, weird, weird, don't feel good, like, just do it. Put your head down. Put the blinders on. Accomplish the task. Be a dwarf. Just build. Just mind. Just like all these things that like are the folly of the dwarves, like. So just keep doing your thing. Just keep doing what feels what you know you need to do. Don't don't like worry about consequences of industry. And then there is a uh, well, the final entry we'll have to do next week. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then he turns the page, and there's one last entry. There's one last entry on the final page, and we'll continue next week. Oh. I can't make that one up. Oh. No, 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 no. No, it seems not. like it seems like you really have a specific message you want to give. No, I, I mean, but that was the good. stage that was is good. set. The pump is primed. There we go. I couldn't have it be. You don't get to read it at all. It'd be too oh. much. It's oh, great. No. It's great. Hey, you know what do you know? So we opened no more doors. Now we have a secret door and a journal that's half read. Things are only continuing.